Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to listen to the incomparable Win Twice Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Scott and Holly. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 6 of the Win Twice Wrestling Podcast. Feels like it's been a while since we've done a, a lengthy show. I literally was just thinking that. And I want to say this is a girthy boy, it's not as girthy as the, the show that preceded it. That no. SummerSlam 2016 was hefty. I was very glad when I saw how long this show was. Well, especially when you know the one that we're doing is also a SummerSlam. But mm. I think we have other bits of business to pick up on first. So as some of you may or may not know... We were doing a Christmas mini-series called The 12 Days of Wrestlemas. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the uh, the posts that, that you did on uh, Instagram yeah. got a little bit of, not traction, but got a bit of a, a response from, from the community. did. And do you have those to hand, by One chance? One of which <laughs> did not please you. <laughs> did it not? Please remind me. Um, so there was one day where we did... Um, our opinions on over and underrated wrestlers. Yeah. And someone sent a message um, and said, if if we're talking about the whole WWE package, overrated, they said Daniel Bryan and Hulk Hogan. I mean, so the people that are commenting on this, what we've learned, aren't wrestling fans. (laughs) I think, what's his name? Mark, yeah? (laughs) He is your friend. He is my friend. Yeah, it was Mark, though, yeah? (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool. So, what did he put for before I tear into him for overrated? What did he say for underrated? Um, the Miz, Owen Hart, and oh, Taka Michinoku. Close, yeah, Taka okay. Michinoku. Okay. Yep. So, the Miz, I would say, is underappreciated. I don't think he's underrated though. He's used a lot. Yeah, and I think it's by how people view him, yeah. uh, rather than how WWE use him. I don't think he's massively underrated. I think he. I think after he stopped, people will kind of look back and go, "Do you know he was all right?" Yeah. But I don't think that is an extreme case. Owen Hart, I'll give you. I think Owen Hart was very good. Right. Because uh, he could do a bit of everything, and obviously his time was fairly short in, in wrestling. And it'd be interesting to see. I think there were talks, as it pertains Owen Hart, that towards the end of ninety-eight or ninety-nine. He was rumoured to be taking the WWE title oh, okay. at some point, which is something he never had, and he yeah. would have been a good shout for someone who never won a world title as well. Oh, I see. Takamichi Noku has done loads in the wrestling business, but if Mark specifically referring to within inside the sphere of WWE, yes. okay, he was. I think he was the first light <laughs> oh, yeah. heavyweight okay. champion. No, as in yeah, okay, because he okay. was the first light heavyweight champion. Right. When WWF brought that in to compete with the WCW Cruiserweight title. Um, he was kind of fairly inventive for back then, certainly in, in the WWE. He's gone on to do loads of stuff in, well, gone on to do loads of stuff in Japan. He is Japanese and he's done most of the body of his work is out there. So I think he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling at the moment. He actually had a promotion that he founded, Michinoku Pro. And he's got a wrestling move named after him, oh. the Michinoku Driver, which okay. is a bit like the snowplow. Okay. So instead yeah, of yeah. like falling to the side like a suplex, you pick them up for a body slam, but then you sit down and drive them down in front of you. Yeah, that's the Michinoku oh, okay. driver. So I, I don't disagree with that. I think if we're talking about overrated, so he's mentioned Hulk Hogan, which is very fitting given yeah. the show that we're about to, uh-huh. to cover. In terms of in-ring performance, it was very much a punch kick affair. Oh yeah, for sure. The only time that you see him go outside of that is in Japan, where he actually was not bad. Okay. I have to say, because he knew that it was a different audience and he couldn't get away with the same stuff right. that he did in the States. 
as far as the promos and everything else goes, he was very much of that era. Yeah. So hard to say that's overrated if you're looking at it in that just particular particular time frame. Yeah, because you can't like judge take... something that was back then to something that happens now because it's a completely different time. Exactly, you take him out and put him in the Attitude Era, yeah. doesn't land the same. No. But um, Daniel Bryan, I just can't get on board with no. in any capacity no. uh, in WWE. I think he did absolutely everything his promos were good because the thing that always held him back before he went to wwe other than his his physical stature because he's i think he's about 510 around about that which isn't you know tiny but in wrestling standards is fairly small his promos were considered to hold him back and i thought his promos were okay but he was it was very obvious in his eyes if he was thrown off it's like a bit of corpsing almost oh, okay. there's a famous well I say famous one it's famous to me there's a Ring of Honor show and I can't remember the event name but he was supposed to be having a match against Colt Cabana you might know the guy's name he was CM Punk's best friend I know the name they had a massive blowout okay so anyway they are about to have a Ring of Honor match and uh, Daniel Bryan was doing a promo yeah. and he said about how he hates all these kind of muscle-bound tan guys and he said this that's not wrestling and then Colt Cabana comes into the screen and starts saying oh yeah I've just come out from the gym and got the fate and he was like just playing off everything that Brian Danielson had just right. said and Brian Danielson you see him go to smile and he has to turn around and he puts his back to the camera mm. and you see his shoulders going a little bit because Colt oh, Cabana's made him laugh but I thought his promos had come on leaps and bounds oh, yeah. in his time in WWE to the point where not only was it not a weakness I think it was one of his strengths as well because it felt real. Like, yeah, he had a agreed. way of getting people behind him. Look at the yes movement oh, yeah. when people invaded the ring. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I know you've seen enough of his work to have an opinion. On yeah, him. no, I wouldn't say he's overrated. Actually, I'd say he's just actually very good. I'd be interested actually because he didn't never gave any gave gave any reasons or specified no. why he thought that was the case. So. Mark, yeah. if you do listen to this, I'll be interested to, you know, if you give me a bit more yeah. be- detail, we'll read it out and, you know, we'll That'd elaborate and come back. I think that's a good yeah. good point for debating. And I noticed in one of the other topics, I think he said that the favourite era for him was the 90s, yeah, for sure. yeah, which makes sense because we're I'm of a similar age to yeah. Mark. So, I mean, for me, I would say 90s as mm-hmm. well, but I'd use the 80s because of everything that happened in the 80s with WrestleMania and the wrestling boom. But, yeah, but yeah thank you very much, Mark, for the feedback. It's uh, much appreciated, mate. Okay, so I think it's about time that we roll into the meat and potatoes of this of recording. Yeah. So, as I said, reached episode six. Yep. And this was a show that was put forth by Jamie, yep. um, who, based off, oh, well, we'll touch upon it when we get to the main event, but he was very okay. keen to hear your opinion on certain aspects of the show with your keen eye for overselling. Oh, shall we say. right, yeah, yeah. And uh, with that, uh, we're covering WWE SummerSlam 2005. It took place on the 21st of August 2005 at the MCAI Centre in Washington, D.C., a place you've recently Honestly, come back from. the last two we've watched Serendipity. are both places that I've been, and that arena I've been to. Really? That's was that the Washington? I went and saw the um, NBA game. Yeah, I knew you said the, Washington, the Wizards. Is yeah, because now it's Brilliant. called the Capital One Arena. Yes. I did do a bit of Googling. Well, that makes sense then. Cool. So literally this show took place the same venue as 16 then, because that was oh. the... Uh, I forgot, you've already said it and I've forgotten it. What, the Capital One Capital Arena? Capital One Arena. I'm pretty sure, if I look back on my notes, that was the, the oh. venue. So it's the same venue, the same show, 11 years apart. Lovely. So the attendance was 18,176 on the night, and the buy rate was a solid 650,000, which I think, at the time, having a look at the other shows for that period, strong numbers. And if... I don't know about you, but I, I remember quite a bit of the show because I had it on DVD. It was one of the ones I used to watch fairly frequently. Yeah. And the quote-unquote star power... 
on the show is pretty good on paper. Yeah. If you look at the, the... There's a lot of big names in it for me. Yeah, I mean, literally from top to bottom, I think the very first match all the way to the last match has a big name. I don't think there's one match off the top of my head where I think that's not got a big name in it. Yeah, true, actually. They might be fighting absolute dross. Well, yeah, there is that. But, and the show opening, I said it's very... Because they don't have the opening package. It was started off in the ring. Which, for me, is what I like, because I don't... These, this, um, oh my God, words. Um, this one, to me, I didn't remember. Okay. And I like going straight into it with no preview, because then every match is a... <gasps> Oh, it's this. Oh, yeah. it's this. Whereas the later ones, they do the you know the three minute build up, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they're in this. They're in this. Like it gives me a preview of who's in it. I think that's an interesting so. point you've raised. Obviously, for the way that we're viewing these for mm-hmm. analysis of the show, it makes sense to not have that. Yes. But then I would want a little bit for each match beforehand, yes. which they're actually doing they do. this. So they yeah. they've nailed it for the structure of our show. Yep. They've done it really well for us, which yes. I don't think went into their thought process. You Absolutely, know, there'll not, be a podcast but... in uh, leafy England in about you know fifteen <laughs> yeah. twenty years. So we'll, we'll do it for them like this. Um, Marines are the strong theme. We've got Lillian Garcia yeah. doing the the national yeah, anthem. Them. Lillian Garcia looking like she's trying to get someone ensnared for catch a predator. Oh, okay. I don't get me wrong, she looked very nice, yeah. but like the, just the end of the, it was like the hair dipping days, wasn't it? It was, that that brought back memories, I remember, I didn't have it, but I remember it was the thing. Very much in the 2005 era, was yes. it? It was like, this feels like Avril Lavigne kind of territory uh, as well, because she had, didn't she literally have the same kind of hair where she dipped it red at the end? I don't know, but I just remember it being a very big thing. Yeah. And that's what I was getting. Um, the Marines, are for you know, great service, wonderful stuff that they're doing, but they don't know how to wear fucking trousers. Because oh the bottoms of those trousers were closer to their knees than they were their ankles. Yeah, and the whole time I was looking at it going... Oh, you're shaking your head. So, yeah, I was shaking it. Shaking my head at a Marine, I feel like. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I know, exactly. I think um, he's probably done more for the world than I have at this point. But, you know, I've still got time. We'll see. We'll see. I've still got time. Um, firstly, also, just putting it out there, I'm going to apologise. I'm going to be drinking the whole way through this because it's either drinking or coughing. No, so we'll go with drinking. I've we're got... going with drinking. Just in case you hear a lot, I'm, and I'm a loud, this sounds grim, I'm a loud swallower, as oh, we know. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's either drinking or coughing. And so. when you say, as we know, you you mean the people that have heard the show know that? Oh, yeah. Because sure. not okay. as in you. Well, yeah. you know because you work opposite me and you this have is heard me before. Just not, to clarify, yes, please. Thank you. Um, I said Lillian's got a good voice, but she holds some of the notes uncomfortably long. I found you know like when uh, was it? Oh, I want to say Fergie did the NFL oh, yeah. halftime, and she was kind of holding things, then changing it up, and you're like, oh, stop. Yes. Yeah. Slightly touched upon that, but still, I thought it was a, a good performance. And then we go, the opening show video package leads to announcer introductions, including Spanish, so I don't need to worry about that later yes, in the show either. Yes, uh, early into Hugo and Car- Carlos. <laughs> Hugo and Carlos. <laughs> Hugo and Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your Tony D'Angelo impression. No. <laughs> and from there we go into the opening match of mm, the show. Yes. So now we have to uh, address it as well, because uh, Chris Benoit. I know. So Chris Benoit is going for the United States title against yeah. Orlando Jordan. Before we, who the fuck is Orlando Jordan? So that was going to be my thing <laughs> that I was going to say to you. So Orlando Jordan, I was, my first question was going to be, do you know who he is? Um, no, because my first point literally was, who the fuck is he? Okay, so Orlando Jordan uh, was part of JBL's staff when JBL became 
the JBL that we see in this right, show. Okay. So it was, I think Orlando's official title was the Chief of Staff. Oh, right. Or something. I think they might have even mentioned it on this show. And eventually, I don't know if they're around at this time, but they brought in the Basham brothers. Mm. Uh, do you remember them? It rings a bell, Bald but guys I'd have that... to see them to remember. Okay. Uh, so the Basham brothers, one of them was actually on that OVW show, the trainer, bald okay. guy, that was talking to Al Snow. He was one of the Basham brothers. Oh, but... okay. And um, Gillian Hall, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Name? They were all part of JBL's cabinet, is how he termed yeah. it. And Orlando Jordan was in there. Now, a lot was expected of Orlando Jordan because he was athletic. Yeah. Uh, you know, good physique, good frame. Things went a little bit wrong for Mr. Jordan. And uh, normally in a match where you're going up against Chris Benoit, you think that Chris Benoit would be the most drama-filled member of the match. And he oh, is, to I be see. fair. Right. But Orlando Jordan got fired for grooming a young boy. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he Did wasn't around too much longer after this. I think a few months oh after this, he was gone. Okay. Um, I think the, the kid was like 15, 16, going like that. And uh, there's just pictures of Orlando Jordan with his arm around him. So I, don't, I didn't want to look too much no, into no. the details of it. But I know that formed the base oh, of wow. him going. And he didn't really do anything else of note after that. He might have done some independent work, but God. never came back to well, That's kind of the end of your career, though, it isn't is. it, really? It is, especially on that, on that mm, level of sure. stage. Um, and I put, yeah, finally calling a Chris Benoit match. Because I think even though we've done shows in the era, like Survivor Series, I don't remember him being on that show. Mm-hmm. I think he was injured at the time, which would explain why he wasn't there. Um, and I said, I, <laughs> I genuinely do not think Holly will know who Orlando Jordan is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm no. pleased to to get that right what did you think of this match well blinked and it was finished is that bad no it was fine <laughs> quite happy because <laughs> i it. didn't know i think just because i didn't know who the other guy was it was just a bit like oh okay and then um literally according to google that match was 25 seconds long is this the research that you were doing i did a little bit of research was it just some... for this match or no, for the whole... there's, there's some more wow there's some more you've changed well only because i got we all find out what I was googling. It's all of the same vein, okay. really. Right. Uh, but yeah, twenty-five seconds long, and it was a bit like, oh, okay, then fine. I think I'm not mad at it, but no. Well, I'm not mad at it in hindsight, but at the time, I remember because again, my first viewing of this would have been when I got the DVD. Yeah. So when I see the card on the back of the the box, I go, okay, so I've got this, 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 and Orlando Jordan was being hyped up as, you know, he's going to be a breakthrough talent, right. and I thought, okay putting him in with a guy like Chris Benoit who's just an absolute yeah. veteran expert in the ring this could be good and then what happened happened I was like oh mm. I felt like I've been shortchanged but like I said now in hindsight I've not got an issue with it but no. at the time I felt a little bit put out I feel like as well because of everything else that comes in this pay-per-view whatever you want to call it yeah pay-per-view is fine yeah. is I was fine with it being a short yes. little match because yeah. we, I don't feel like you're shortchanged anywhere else no So was but right this wouldn't form part of the holly w um this didn't account for anything I'll so this honest. is not this is a blip on the radar this, this isn't to even me would be like if there was a pre-show okay this would have been on it okay so i said it starts with a quick cheap shot by jordan mm. benoit breaks out the german suplex which is just lovely I, chris benoit and the german suplex yeah. you can say everything you like to him about what he did in you know outside yeah, yeah. of wrestling but for the purpose of when I'm doing this analysis, talking about I'm talking wrestling, about the wrestling yeah. side of, of things, unless for whatever reason it's breached yeah, yeah. in a subject. But his German suplexes, for me, I think I prefer them to even angles 
Really? And, uh, Brock Lesnar's. Because he just hits it with such a... And his nickname is very fitting. The Rabid Wolverine. Yeah. Because he looks feral when he's, he's doing this stuff. He's so angry. He is. I mean, proper Dean. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 I might have mentioned that the other day, by the oh, way. Oh, did you? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Not to not them, so it's fine. Um, and then pretty much straight into the crossface. Yeah. And now this, John Cena... Is how you fucking hook your hands in front of a motherfucker's oh, face yeah. and wrench back. That is how yep. you do it. And I put, yeah, now that's how to apply the hold. Orlando taps, and we have a new United States champion, as you said, in 25 seconds. You've hit yeah. the microphone. Sorry. That's fine. Okay, wrong. But, yeah, again, I, in hindsight, do not have an issue no, with, with any of that. that. Now, that would piss me off. If it happens yeah. now, purely because, as I said, I, literally exactly as I said, because the pay-per-views now, to me, aren't loaded with the top quality, effectively. You've got, you know, you've got your peaks and troughs. If this happened now, I'd be annoyed. But back then, yeah, I feel like it was all right. Like you said, in a, a stacked era like that, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be for if they did a show now who would be in that kind of position and I can't think of a good correlation off the top of my head which probably says have there been some though like the Brock Lesnar ones where he's literally come in and like done one move and then it's finished yeah or same as Goldberg Mm. but that very much works with that character like Benoit was never a guy that came in and smashed someone up in four seconds and that being done so it's kind of an anomaly so I'm trying to think who's a veteran now I guess even though I'm not comparing their in-ring style it would be like Randy Orton having a match with who's an up and come let's say Carmelo uh I need to say Carmelo Anthony, he's a basketball Hayes. player. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes. Um Carmelo goes to do something quickly, leapfrog, RKO, done. Yeah. That would be the yeah, equivalent true. for me. Okay, so then we go to a backstage segment. Dude. And we talk about, you know, <clears throat> people's appearances and how they look. And I know this is bad timing in terms of how shortly thereafter he then passes away. Yes. But this is primo Guerrero look for me. Okay. So it's either this one or the long mulleted one that he had yes. towards his later days in WCW when it was a wet mullet and it looked a bit like Dom's, which is obviously why Dirty yeah. Dom's doing his look as he is now. For me, it's the best look. And I said, we see Vicky Guerrero and it's the first time I can recall seeing her without her being drowned out by booze. Yeah, see, to be fair, I was like, oh, her voice also is less annoying. Not shrill, is it? And she didn't say excuse me once, which... What? So this was before she was just brought in. I don't think she was brought in for a story before this one. So I think this was her first ever implication in a wrestling angle on the WWE side. Uh, So basically what we've got here is Vicky trying to talk Eddie out of trying to break up Ray's family. And Eddie was actually a very good promo for the most part, but this wasn't one of his good ones. He was stumbling all over the place. He kept saying the wrong thing, but then trying to carry on and you know they got through there but it certainly wasn't a masterpiece that he'd be uh getting any well it wouldn't be going up on my fridge put it that way it's uh <laughs> it's not one of his best best no. bits of work but then he accuses vicky of being unsupportive and sends her off yeah short angle i don't suppose you have much in the way of feelings on that one no not really um i just did some more googling and the fact that this was in august Yes. And he died in November. Yes, three months. Which I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's weird to think about, isn't it? Obviously, I, he didn't know that yeah. was going to happen. No one did. But I was just like, oh my God. I remember his last match. Do you remember who his last match was against? Oh, absolutely not. Mr. Kennedy. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a SmackDown thing, I think. And they were building up to Eddie taking the world title again. Because oh. the whole thing with Eddie Guerrero was that when he became WWE champion, the pressure he put on himself 
to be the best kind of broke him right. a little bit. So they took it off him to kind of let him not have to worry about all this kind of stuff. And they finally got to a position where they felt like he within himself felt he was ready to take on the title again and they felt comfortable giving it to him. So I think they were building up for him to yeah. take it off Batista. Oh, and I, I think he was supposed to do it that month oh, when he passed away. God. So they had to obviously change up plans on the fly, but very sad, obviously. And then we go into a match which I know you will have oh, endless thoughts on. I'll let you do the, the initial talking on it, if, if that's okay. And that's Matt Hardy against Edge with Lita. She looks outstanding here. <laughs> yeah, she was all right, wasn't she? <laughs> you have to say that. I, I don't have in trouble. to say that. Well, as long as I don't say sensational again. Oh, yeah, you got told off for that. I did. Um, yeah, t- honestly, this is, for me, this is peak Lita. I, I would agree. I think... Well, I mean, how would you describe what she was wearing? Well, not a lot of it. Well, exactly. But, yeah, I, just, I honestly was so distracted by by her. You were distracted? <laughs> yeah, she looked great. She did. I mean, it's better than the match. Well, yeah. I just, I don't like this, like, the fact that they used this. We know this. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now, and I didn't like Edge here either. His stupid little short haircut. Hair. I didn't like this version of him. Coiffed hair was a theme on this show as well. There's another <laughs> hairstyle just... that I have a dig at later on. But oh, just... again, they've turned the real life situation that yep. happened with Matt Hardy being out injured, yep. um, Lisa starting to travel yep. with Edge, and then they had. Getting an... fired? Is it called an affair if you're not dated uh, if you're not married what's the equivalent i'm sure it is well, it's cheating aren't you? cheating there you yeah. go fair enough uh distinction without a difference just, I guess. it's the same thing isn't it yeah well yeah i just felt like the term affair sounded like it was yeah more i suppose it's official. more of a legal like yeah, exactly issue, but then as you said yeah matt hardy got fired they had some really awkward back and forth on was it wwe bite this that radio show yeah he literally called in and like aired all their dirty laundry and she yeah she was very like dismissive of it as well she was it was kind of very awkward because obviously there are two sides to every story or three sides in this one and you don't you'll never know the true reflection of the picture it's somewhere probably between all versions it's there one side the other side and and i remember lita i felt very disappointed in lita Mm -hmm. because i felt like specifically when she said oh how did she word it oh i'm sorry if the you know the guy's never had his heart broken before but i don't have to be with matt hardy that's not and i was just like wee bitch yeah no. at the time i was just like that's that's outrageous yeah i just i don't know and uh, matt hardy you do end up feeling bad for him because in what in what situation don't you like yeah he lost his job yeah he was injured anyway yeah and then his girlfriend, who he's been with for God knows how long, yeah. starts banging his mate. Well, I think it was like, they said, five years? Mm. Oh, no, it was probably more than that, six years or something it's like that. It's crazy. And then what, you go back to work, and then they're there every day. Every day. But what I don't even think the Edge Lita romance actually lasted that long, you know. I no. think they had to, a lot of what they did on screen was well after they were done right, with each other yeah. as well. Uh, which probably helped from Matt's perspective, knowing that they weren't actually still together. I don't I know. Don't I'm just know. thinking if it was me. But the fact you have to then have a worked match mm-hmm. with someone yeah. where you're throwing punches not to hurt them so I was very much analysing all that stuff under the microscope in this yeah. show just to see how the blows were thrown yeah because I was watching and I was like oh it's mess- like it's a bit messy and then I was like but oh, like, there was some moves towards the end and I was like I actually think these are connecting like properly and I don't think that is 
I think okay. it was supposed to. I think okay. to be to be honest, that looking at it, yeah, th- because that because of the way the match ended, something had to look that way. Right. Okay. If we go back to the Lesnar Randy Orton yeah. match, if Lesnar just hit him with a couple of elbows and there'd been no blood and stuff like that, and the ref called it off, you'd yeah. go, well, "What? Hang on, it doesn't know." Yeah. So I felt like they had to kind of do a little bit of that to to yeah. facilitate the ending of the match that they wanted. Yeah. Um. So the match starts obviously with I put Lita looking in good form on this night is the yes, way I worded absolutely. it. Holly has strong feelings on this, and I didn't just mean <laughs> Lita; I meant the whole scenario. Yes. Um, some commentary notes on this Ooh, one. Oh, okay, I've got one. Is it what Jr. said? Mm, Slobberknocker. No, but oh, Slobberknocker, that's a classic. That is. I was waiting for that, and he said it literally you very early it. on. Have I was to like, love yeah, it. absolutely. No, the comment that I picked up on that he said was I think he was talking to Coachman. Yeah. And he said, uh, Lita, not wanting to be between two guys, come on. Absolutely. And I was just like, yeah, 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 she does, doesn't she? Dirty biatch. Um, so we see Hardy run down and he and Edge start brawling outside the ring. Not the first time we'll see that start off a match on this show. Yeah. Referee rings the bell as they return to the ring and Matt pulls, well, puts a rear naked choke. And I said, what's interesting about that is when the match is supposed to be a wrestling match, they'll call it a sleeper hold. Yeah. When it's a fight, they call it the technical mixed martial arts term, rear oh, naked choke. Okay. It's the same thing in principle because yeah. you're cutting off the the, mm-hmm. art, the blood flow on both sides of the neck. Yeah. But when it's a wrestling term, sleeper, fight type environment like this, yeah. rear naked choke. I wonder if that's something that, whether I've just picked up on it yeah. here or if they do that in general. Okay. But interesting to look out for in the future. There's a chant of she's got herpes. From the crowd. Oh my god. And Lita looking into the crowd and going, No, I don't. Good to know. I mean, yeah. Good to know. I think I'd need proof, but pff, oh god. how actually I don't think I would. Because how'd you get the no, proof? No, let's not let's not, not dive down that rabbit hole, not. so to speak. Uh one I didn't like how sloppy it was to begin with. Yeah, I was and gonna say, yeah. I, I think again that was by design as much as anything, because we yeah. both know that these guys can actually have a decent match. Yep. Taking the circumstances out of it. Yeah. Again, I still think they could have a decent match. Uh, but I did like when Edge speared Hardy between the ropes to the floor. I actually didn't mind that. That was good. Yes. I pro- I would prefer it if everyone did that rather than stupid suicide dives. Because I wouldn't. Because it feels safer. See, to me it looks more ropey okay. because when you're throwing yourself out, you're yeah. beholden just to what you've done. Yeah. Whereas when you're tackling someone, if they don't go down properly, you can go down at a weird angle because the way they've fallen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's Look at Big true. E. Yeah, that is very true, actually. And I never liked when Big E did it. And no. I'm not a massive fan of it usually, but this was about as good as you can ever hit that, but I it, think. I did like it. it yeah, was, in it terms good. of safety, yeah. certainly. I said Matt's punches look wild, but not in a good way. Like, he's th- wild looping punches, but they're clearly not connecting. No. They're worked punches. They don't look good. But his forearms that he threw looked brutal. Yeah. Like, each one of them looked like they were properly ringing yes. Edge's bell. Um, whether they were or not. Who knows? Well, Edge will know, and I guess Matt will know as well. But then Hardy dropped face first on top of the ring post after he'd thrown the forearms. What did you think of that? He was eating some ring post, apparently. He was eating some (laughs) ring post. He was munching down, had his bib on, and he chowed down. I just, I don't know. I I kept looking at it, being like, I I can't work out if this was... Supposed to happen. Supposed to happen or not. Because I never, I, when this ever happens, sometimes you can look and go, okay, well, you knew that was coming, and 
they were meant to hit it, but not hit, like if it was meant okay. to look like they were meant to hit it. So, the way I would analyse something like this, and yeah. this is what I do going forward, how I try and ascertain if it's real or not, is the aftermath. Yeah. So, depending on how people react to it and what happens afterwards, usually you can tell if it was meant to okay. happen or not. So, for example, do you remember when um, Cesaro uh, hit the turnbuckle and then was frantically uh, going for his teeth? Yes. That wasn't meant to happen, obviously. Yeah. I think this was meant to happen. Yeah. You actually could hear the crowd go, ooh, yeah. when it happened, which is quite a nice... Yeah moment because you don't often get that kind no, of real reaction. There's a bit of a stilled moment when people, again people are probably doing what we're doing and going what, what's the result of this? Yeah is this real? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if Hardy meant to block it a little bit more than he did because mm. it did look like he hit it harder than I yeah. think he probably would have liked to Yeah. Um, but the reason why I say it was supposed to happen like that way is because he bladed right afterwards and if you right. fall face first like that yeah. down your nose would do that. Yeah, not your you head. Wouldn't cut, unless you caught it at an angle, yeah. you wouldn't cut your head, whereas he just has a cut up here, whereas he hit the... I sorry, see. I'm putting my hand in front of my face, so if that's distorting the audio, I apologise. So that is why I'm pretty sure. Right, I see. Because he didn't have his nose Again, with the blood and stuff, this is, again, now, this is me. I look and I go, is that real? Or is it a, a slice? So Usually, again, you can tell based on the reaction of the people and how clean the cut is as well. Right, yeah. So as we saw with Randy Orton, it was a jagged gash yeah. like he'd been split, whereas the Hardy one, you couldn't see where it stemmed from, which means it was like a hairline cut. And because of obviously the adrenaline and the blood pumping, that's why it produces as oh, much as it see. does. There's one match, and it was actually in this year as well. I think it might have been... Oh... 2000, yeah, it was uh, Great American Bash 2005. Right. And it was when JBL, I think he took the title from Eddie, or it was either because they had a couple matches on, around pay per views uh, at this time. And uh, Eddie lost so much blood from a cut that he lost, I think he was borderline went into shock. He nearly Jesus. lost a third of the blood oh, in wow. his body. Oh my God. From it. And it was dangerous. Like they had to give him a transfusion, I think, after the oh, event. Oh, wow. Um, but that was about as bloody as it got and then from there the blood seemed to taper down a little bit in WWE but, right um, they realised probably like well how close that could have been to exactly. an absolute disaster for me I don't think you necessarily need blood in no. wrestling but there are certain matches that it enhances Some, yeah for sure like for example a war games match which you oh no you have seen war games matches you've seen the WWE yeah. version I think in that kind of environment given what the like I said, the environment itself, the cage, the weapons yeah. that always get involved, blood isn't unwarranted. You'd kind of expect it. Yeah, in like a, just a normal match, no, it's not needed. So after that, Hardy's kind of delirious, All basically. Over the gaff, yeah. He comes back in pouring with blood. It's a bloody good cut. Mm. Um, he then kind of falls into a little heap with a pile, of, and this is when Edge ratchets up the brutality yes. and I think this is probably what you were those implying. kicks there it was then that I was like they're not they're not fake kicks like they're prop to me yeah. they're probably placed correctly yes but they looked spot on and I think that's by design yeah I think it's purely so the ref could have a legitimate reason to go this is off but yeah, the last no. one in particular which they <clears> did the replay on yes because I think what you'd want to do is kind of have your head go with it so you're taking there's no impact yeah. as such which didn't look to be the case no. but the match itself didn't like as an overall package yeah. the ending I didn't mind on how it ended but again I struggle in this scenario where I know it doesn't always have to be the good guy ultimately wins but 
Give him a I fucking just break. I feel like he, yeah, just, he's just a little puppy. Like, oh, I just felt bad. Yeah. In every promo, every match, I just end up feeling bad. He comes off like a second class citizen yeah. in this, and it's it's unfair. And I put Holly seething. Yeah. It's my last I comment on this. bad. It's, um, again, at least it was short. Yeah, they didn't drag it out too long, which was good. Which is interesting, because we've seen only two matches, granted. Yeah. But both have been... Well, one's been very short. The other one's been shorter than you probably expect it to be, and they both had interesting endings insofar as what you wouldn't expect. True. So we come on to the next match, and for me, so far in this podcast journey, this is the most notes I've taken on a single match by some distance. Okay. I think it is a full A4 took quite a few as well actually there's a lot to dissect there's a lot to unpack in this match yep and the match I'm referring to is Eddie Guerrero against Rey Mysterio in a ladder match for the custody of Dominic right right the storyline is stupid okay <laughs> let's just be clear I'm not arguing um but he's so cute he is a cute little bastard he isn't eight. he yeah this is my research I googled how old he was yep. so he was eight at this point mm. and I was like now He's 26, and you think, actually, you know what, as much as I give him a hard time or I think he's X, Y, Z, he's actually achieved quite a lot to say he's only 26. He has for sure. I think, obviously, He's definitely had more help than others, obviously. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. He doesn't offend me like a lot of people do. He gets good heat. Like, it's not... He's very good at being the character he is now. Yeah, even when he was a good guy. I remember, I think we discussed this at the time, and I said there's no way that he's not going to be a heel. Absolutely. Because there's too much you can dislike about the guy. For sure. And I mean that as a compliment in the context of wrestling. Yeah. Um, Funny, at the time I remember thinking when I saw this, I was like, oh, what a cute little kid. Now I see him like, you piece of shit. (laughs) You little bastard. But also, who dyes their eight-year-old's hair blonde? Rome Mysterio. Honestly. But do you not remember when... Well, you don't, I guess. Because <laughs> Rey Mysterio was unmasked for a while in WCW and he used to dye his hair blonde. Okay. When he was part of the... I think it was the Filthy Animals or something. But, but I mean, he's an adult. He is, he's yeah. Like, eight years old and he's got bleached blonde hair. Well, to be fair, this was just after the bit where Michael Cole was still frost-tipping his hair. Oh, my God, frosted tips. Yeah, I mean... Jesus. It was very much of the era. But then again, to be fair, when I was probably about... Did you have frosted tips? I didn't. I was naturally blonde, so I didn't need to. Yeah. Low-key flex. <laughs> yeah. Not blonde now. Um, a few other guys, actually, to be fair. That a lot I, the of guys I went lot. to school with all Would, had frosted tips. Yeah. And they all went gin. No. Dyed his hair Did blonde. He? Yep. No, wow. dyed his hair blonde at one point. He also had a mohawk at one point. Stop. Yeah. I, I wish I had a picture photos. of that. It was um, a Halloween party, and he went as... Uh, what was it? De Niro in Taxi Driver. Yeah. And he, yeah, shaved. Wow. So I was then yeah, he got in trouble at school for that because he's not allowed to do that. But anyway, I digress. Um, I thought the blonde look for him was actually all right. I think he pulled the blonde look off quite well because I think he has blue eyes as well, so it kind of suited him. Um, so, Niall, if you're listening, that was a, was a good era. I'm not saying go back to it. I'm just saying that it was all right. <laughs> so the match itself. Yes. <sighs> well, I said, what court of law would hold this up? Oh, imagine, uh, imagine. But I also thought because Ray suggested it, didn't he? Yeah. Ray, if you're suggesting that, so I'm on the phone. Social services, take him away. <laughs> if you're making these kind of haphazard decisions, you shouldn't be able to look after no. a child, yours or otherwise. True. This is an absolute disgrace. And I put, yeah, I remember Dom. I think I thought Dom looked sweet. I said, but now I think fuck that guy, which yeah, is great, and it kind enough. of goes back for me um someone in commentary i don't know who it was 
but they do say something. I think actually that's actually very sweet, and it's a, it's Michael a comment Cole. about just because you're not a biological parent doesn't mean you can't raise and love that child. And I was like, spawn. It might have been Taz because both of them were very much on Ray's side in this one, and, and I thought they didn't. Cole say that he'd brought up he two adopted up boys. That, yeah, and I yeah. was like, actually, you know what? In the grand scheme of what this was about, I think a comment like that is spot on yeah i think the commentary team did very well on this yeah. especially it's like taz and michael cole have got a lot of detractors out there yeah. but the way they played this match was very good, very good taz was playing the role of on the verge of exploding and saying uh, no fuck eddie fuck yeah. you should kick his ass but he kept just catching himself before he went to swear which i think was good and then like you said michael cole elaborates about how yeah. he's adopted two boys and it, it's nice and like i said as much as i love eddie guerrero you do think yeah fuck yeah eddie, yeah which is great I put Eddie's entrance music as a banger. Absolute banger. I love the lie, cheat, steal stuff. It's yeah. just really good. And I said, the comment that you put, I said three months before he's dead. Yeah. I said, and it's so sad. It's so odd to watch as well, knowing how close that was. Especially in the manner in which he went, because no one saw it coming, because at that no. point he was clean. All this damage was done from the uh, well, the years that have passed yeah. when he was at tail end of WCW and then WWF in his early days, because he was let go from WWF. Oh, okay. Uh, he did some independent work he was actually at the first ring of honor show he had a match there i think he had a couple uh-huh. shows for them and then he got called back and then but he still had some bookings which was uh, interesting so when wwe brought him back in they allowed him to honor the independent bookings that he'd made so he appeared on wwe tv won the oh. intercontinental title took the intercontinental title to a ring of honor show oh wow so i thought that was quite cool yeah. you definitely don't see that kind no. of stuff anymore um ray's old theme lovely bit of nostalgia Yes, me. absolutely. I was like, this is the entrance. Like, it takes me back. I remember the lyrics for it. And every time <laughs> it comes on, I have to sing it. And M just looks at me in disgust, to be quite frank. But that's just in most aspects of life at this point. Uh, Cole says, Ray's jacked up. And I said, no, that's the steroids. <laughs> and that's when we learn about Cole's adopted boys. Yep. You can see in Ray's frame, though, it's so much smaller, yeah. more slighter than it is now. Because he got on the gas... Oh. after this period because a lot of it could have been natural but I'm just looking at that and the frame of you yeah. he kind of carries it differently now he's kind of more keg like isn't chest, he like Barreled. chested yeah more chested chested I can't think of the word for jump like pigeon not pigeon chested but do you know what I mean yeah. like protruding yes rather than anywhere else but I really. think that's like the hangover from the work that he did back then that his yeah. body's just kept a similar frame as of now but I mean, for me, this is the peak Mysterio form. Or I'd even say maybe some WCW periods where he was okay. a wisp of a man. But I can't, I'm can't. i really looking forward to showing you some of the Cruiserweight matches on WCW because they were really, really good. It's all the type of matches and wrestling that you like. Okay. like the stuff you'd like about Ricochet and all, all yeah. those guys. Oh, nice. Really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, Eddie starts fast uh, and his back suplex, even something, a simple move like that, is great. Yeah. So he picks Ray up on his shoulder instead of just falling back slowly he pulls him down to the ground it's, there's a snap to it yeah. and it looks like it's deliberate with venom really really good stuff I mean, there's so many things to, to put down here so Ray's thrown face first into the ladder and Edley kindly takes time to set the ladder climb and wait for Ray to springboard and drop kick him off of course because it's not a ladder match unless they do that oh absolutely not no. you must have had some notes about 
your frustration with that. It wasn't well. There was one bit later on which I know about, and I don't know if they kind of edit it out on the network. So I don't remember hearing it, but I'll tell you about it as we get there. But what, yeah, what are some mean, of the stuff you've got down? So again, I'd, I'd had the comment about oh, let's just wait on the on the ladder for something to happen. But I don't feel as a whole there were for me there wasn't too many incidents where it was too long. No. And I was like, okay. This is all right. There was one, yes, which I will mention when we get there. Uh, right, so Ray hits a baseball slide, uh, well, on the ladder into Eddie's face, and then hits a springboard seated scent onto the floor, landing on Guerrero's head. Yeah, I don't know how they did that safely. No, but it looked it landed as well as you could ever expect that to land. But I, even now, because I've seen this match probably five, six, seven times, I always forget that, and then when I see it, I go, oh Jesus. Because that's got to be, for you, you must have tensed up seeing that. Oh, absolutely. But there's another point in this match where I literally was like, brilliant, we're going to see someone break their neck. And it's it's a sunset bloody flip again. Stop doing them. Off the ladder. Yeah, and it's it's not correct, I don't think, because Mm -hmm. someone, I can't remember now, but someone lets go or it just isn't connected. And then I've written that Eddie literally lands on his arse. But it's pre- preferable to his head. Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much noted all these key things here, but yeah, for sure. Uh, I said Mysterio's gear reminds me to take the bins out later for collection. <laughs> I, I thought the trousers... I forgot that he used to wear stuff like this. But it was so shiny. Yeah. The lights just bounced off it, and I thought, mm, actually, if I'm going to make a comment about what people are wearing, I, s- I mean, they should do a light test before, it's really. A, it's a well-lined bin bag, is Isn't what I decided. He must be well sweaty in there. And this is the bit I think you touched upon. So Eddie leaps over Ray and hits, well, almost hits, a sunset flip from the top of the ladder. Um, I said Guerrero looks like he twatted his head off several rungs. Yeah. Uh, like running a stick along a fence. You know, the dig a dig 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 That's what I imagined Eddie's head was doing as it bounced yes. down the ladder, which can't be a fun experience for anyone. Uh, Eddie then hits Ray with a ladder in the ribs, then drop kicks the ladder into his face. All very good, utilising yeah. the weapon there in a fairly safe format, for for now at least. Someone in the crowd at this moment shouts, Eddie, you're my dad too. <laughs> How do you hear this? Cause I, cause it was I dead silent. I don't take it in. You just hear a guy go, Eddie, you're my dad too. <laughs> Very much enjoyed that. Tope con Hilo sandwiches Ray between the two ladders. So the bit where oh, he yeah, got body got slammed on it, a ladder on top, over the top onto it. Brilliant. Uh, Ray bridges uh, the ladder and backdrops Eddie and it's ugly yes it is very very ugly it's so he sta- he's in the corner he yep. stacks the ladder up yes. he runs up it yes they go to back body drop him off Eddie goes to land on the ladder but the whole mm-hmm. pyramid that they've constructed falls to falls. one side I don't know who gets the worst of it because no. Eddie glances the ladder that's horizontal but still lands awkwardly. Yep. But then Ray lands on the ladder's side yes. in a grotesque angle. I've just angle. literally written, ouch. Yeah. Because there's no way that that doesn't hurt you. And the the part of that, that you know, because Eddie was a bit of a perfectionist as well, you know that would really have annoyed him yeah. that that happened. Can't be helped. No. It wasn't anything one of them did necessarily wrong. It just it happens in that environment. Yeah. So Eddie uses a powerbomb fall-away rotation to drive Ray into the ladder. So this was where he had the ladder across the turnbuckle. 
and then Ray ran at him and he went as if he was going to hit a power bomb. Yeah. But then instead of power bombing him, he falls back. So oh, Ray lands across the top of the ladder. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know how to describe that. So I said fall away power bomb yeah. type move. No, that makes sense. And then we see Dominic. Oh, he's so cute. Dominic comes out does and nothing. shakes the ladder. Goes, but like, I mean, it just does nothing, doesn't he does it? Nothing. I know he's, I know he's only eight, but it's very sweet. It's very sweet indeed. And uh, it just hurt my heart a little bit. I was like, oh, my heart's already been hurt by Matt Hardy, and now you're pulling on my heart. But this is again. good because you know this is nonsense. But it dragged you in. You, you it cared. Did. It did. And then Eddie turns around, wags his fin- finger yeah. like Dikembe Mutombo at him, going, no. NBA player back oh, in the okay. day. His when he used to block a shot and do where he used to oh, okay. wag his finger at people. To me, that the finger wag is the Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yep. Fine. I see why you say that. Then Eddie goes down the ladder to him, and yep. the interaction between Eddie and Dominic I actually found very amusing because Eddie's clearly he, shouting at him, but he's trying to also remember. Oh, he's a kid. Yeah. And he goes, "Come on, don't you love me, SC? Give me a hug." And like he like goes from loving him to yeah. hating him, and then he goes wants to strike him. I mean, talk about mixed messages. I tell exactly. You. Maybe that's what it's like growing up in a Latin household. <laughs> Maybe no, with Latino heat. But Ray gets there just in time, blocks yep. before uh, Dominic uh, tastes Latino heat. Uh, we get six one nine on the ladder, Ooh. and I said it's levels of dumb. This though, uh, my shins. Levels of dumb <laughs> is what I was referring to. Exactly <laughs> that, because at the end of the day. You're not kicking Eddie. You're no. kicking a ladder yeah. with your shins. Yeah. That, no. that did make me win, actually. That did make me curl up on the sofa and go, oh. Well, we've all walked oh. into a table. and just, but Imagine yeah. driving your legs Intentionally, into... Intentionally. And I literally wrote exactly what you just said. I hurt my shins when I walk into my bed, yep. let alone yep. a ladder. 100%. But then... Ray goes to climb the ladder, Eddie kicks the ladder and Ray falls into a powerbomb, which was nice. What's the difference between a powerbomb and a sunset flip? So a sunset flip is a pinning combination, technically. So a sunset flip would be, let's say, I was running at you, you go to bend over as if you were going to flip me over, I then flip myself over your back, but then I hook onto your legs so I I can pin you. Right, okay. Okay, a powerbomb is, I'm flipping you up and then driving you into the ground. That's that's the key difference cool. there. I think it's just because I was watching it and but, I was like, they both looked so... But maybe because it wasn't executed. But they would the call it one. a sunset flip powerbomb if you're doing it from a height. So if you're, someone's standing on the turnbuckles yeah. and then jumps over someone, then powerbombs oh, them down because you're not pinning see. them. So that's... Okay. That's the similar... That's confusing. No, I get it. I get it. But this one was when Ray was hanging off the briefcase and then just dropped and then Eddie powerbombed right. them down. Okay. So... This is I put this is great heel work by Eddie. Just the way he's his mannerisms, the yep. way he's walking around the room, uh, the room, the ring, stalking. Brilliant stuff. And he was there aren't many better at that when Eddie's in no. his full flow. So this is where things go wrong, and I don't know if you'd have known about this. Okay. And I can't recall if it was edited on the network, but I can tell you what actually happened. So do you remember where Eddie pins Ray under the ladder, and Ooh, then goes to yes. climb it? And then there's an awkward moment where he stands there for an age at the top of the ladder as Ray's struggling to get yeah. free. Because isn't that when What's-Her-Name comes out? That's when she was supposed to come out. Oh, I see. And I think they edited it because I definitely didn't hear it, but you can, in the live pay-per-view, I think you'd hear Eddie go, Where the fuck is Vicky? 
at the top of the ladder. Oh. And because Ray was literally trapped, to, he couldn't get to the point to so free himself. So they can't do out. anything. So they couldn't do anything. Vicky missed her cue or was sent out late. And then when um, Ray does get out, moves the ladder away, and then pulls Eddie down, Eddie nearly breaks his ankle and knee oh, on the landing. Yes, I, that looked horrendous yes and when he hit the floor he was hitting the mountains going where the fuck is Vicky yeah he was livid at that I see absolutely livid I liked the I thought it was clever though putting him under the ladder I liked that I thought that's very clever and it would have been brilliant if that's when Vicky had hit her cue but then they had to because then what's Eddie going to do you can't come down because it looks stupid but I was amazed he didn't break his ankle I'll be honest and you could tell and that only cemented his frustration with how that whole thing Mm. unfolded um then we do see Vicky come out after three amigos onto the ladder with the, or sorry, the third of yes. the three suplexes on the ladder. Um, that's where I put Eddie screams. Where the fuck is Vicky? I don't think you can actually hear it in the. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't, but I don't hear what commentary are saying after time. This is true. So I think they. Pr- I'm Which pretty to sure me they've looks, edited to be fair, it. Is a, a good. It's a sign for me of a good match. If I'm not listening yeah. to commentary, then I'm I'm paying attention. <laughs> and I assume no Freddos have been consumed at this I point. I didn't have any. Oh, of course you didn't. I'm all out. Oh God, Prosecco. Um. No, actually. Oh, my God. It was, it was a dry affair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a dry affair. <laughs> it was a dry The day. Matt Hardy story. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vicky comes out, she shoves uh, Eddie off and then kind of tackles him to stop him getting up the ladder. Yep. Ray nearly blows out his knee when he retrieves is, it. Oh, God, that is awful. But also the, the Vicky thing, I'm sorry. Like, that. that is a stupid thing for me. It was fine... If Ray had done it slightly quicker, it's yeah. fine because then you could believe Eddie's going like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, kind exactly. of thing, like the shock of it, mm-hmm. rather than the physical force of Vicky Guerrero holding him back. And for however stupid it was that Vicky was holding Eddie back, it was enough for Ray to climb up to the top, yeah. get the briefcase, which apparently holds the custody papers uh-huh, in, because yeah. why not? I guess. Yeah, sure. And uh, then Ray nearly fucks it oh, all away. God. By dropping off. Honestly, that was awful. I thought he's like dislocated his knee or something. And the thing is, well, for Ray's, do you know what the majority of injuries have been on? His knees. Oh. So, I mean, Jesus just, Christ. just don't really. No, and it, he genuinely looks like after this, he struggles actually yeah. getting up. I'm sure he and does. Walking. Yeah. Honestly, ridiculous. Yeah, because this was in the peak of him getting knee injuries every few months. Awful. And then we see uh, Dominic. Come over the yeah. barrier, get scooped into the ring by the referee, and they have a nice little hug, yeah. hug and a kiss. And Dominic is still, uh, well, technically, no, Eddie's still his dad. <laughs> Eddie was uh, came from, or oh, sorry, Dominic came from Eddie's seed. This was confirmed. So, but Ray just gets to keep him. Were you oh. not, did you not listen to the promo package of what's oh, happened I just, here? It, the whole storyline is stupid. It is stupid, but basically, Ray couldn't have a kid, oh. so Eddie gave them his uh, seed okay. so Dominic is technically from Eddie but doesn't explain why how Ray and then his wife had a daughter after the yeah, fact exactly, but I, exactly. let's Makes not look sense, under the hood of that <laughs> let's not look under the hood but yeah we see uh, Ray I said I enjoyed the match actually there were some messy spots in there I did enjoy it overall the two of them always work really well together yeah not my favourite of their matches together that would probably be Halloween Havoc from 96 I think it was or okay. 97 in WCW really good um, but yeah, it, it hit all the the high points that I'd want. I enjoyed those. it. The storyline was stupid, but you cared. But I did care. I was invested. So how stupid is it if you if you cared and then were invested? Oh, how stupid am I? I think that's well. Question. That's one for the psychiatrist <laughs> to answer, not one for me. I'm afraid. 
And just to, to finish it off, um, I've described it as a hot mess of a match, and then we finish with Ray twatting Eddie with the, the briefcase for good measure. Of course. Everyone. I was going to say go home's Why happy, but we're about a third of the way through the show. <laughs> yeah. So, from there we go backstage. Yes, we do. And we see the wonderfully quaffed hair oh, of Chris Jericho. Awful. It is awful. And the only thing that's more distracting than the length of his hair is the shade of red that his eyes are. Oh. He looks like he's been out the back having doobies with RVD. Box. <laughs> Honestly, he's been on a Mike Tyson podcast recently. Um, he either hasn't slept or he's had shampoo in his eye, yeah. which we can all relate to and is horrendous. I said this as well. This is like this is this isn't really an era of his because it's kind of between a couple of them because he left quite shortly after SummerSlam to go and do a load of tour work with Fozzie. I think he was because I think this was supposed to be the last night of his contract. Right, okay. And he was done after this. But they then told him the next day they said, Oh, we need you on Raw. Oh. And he went, No. My contract was SummerSlam was the end of it. That's me done. And anyway they and then like, oh no, Vince has to have you on on Raw for the show and then they did an angle after that, which I'll touch okay. in more detail on after the match um that they have later on in the card. Um, so Jericho was not happy about how any of that went down and that was the first time he took a sabbatical from WWE okay. to focus on his other interests uh, one thing noticeable about his face other than his hair and his blood-stained eyes was his uh, mouth which was the exact shape and puckering of a cat's asshole. <laughs> Um it was like really really and it kind of reminded me of the suited and booted era that he hit in yes. the late 2000s where he was always kind of doing that and it's just a yeah, it's not not one for me. No. I can't imagine one for the ladies no. or any of the fellas that find him attractive. No, for that matter. Um, basically, Jericho says he'll take the WWE title from Cena. That was the extent yeah. of that interview. <clears throat> yeah, and what I took away from that was, oh, Cena, is it time? Is it going to be my favourite era of John Cena? And I was just left hanging. Well, yeah, because we don't go to that match yet. Nope. No. Oh, the God. match we do go to, which I know Fredo would have been consumed during this I portion. I wished I had some at this point. So we go into uh, Eugene with Christy oh. Hemi against uh, Kurt Angle. Now, before we cover the match yes. in, in detail, uh, when Eugene came out with Christy Hemi and he lifted her up in that cheerleading pose, yep. first question, what's that called? Oh, God. I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't remember. Okay. Whilst you're thinking of that, the second thing is, my missus, who was, I think she was watching something on Netflix yeah. on the sofa next to me, I just heard a loud click to stop whatever she was listening, took her headphones off, looked at me and said, let me guess, sensational. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, not really, actually. But <laughs> That's funny. And then she laughed and went back to what she was doing. So you still don't know the name of that. Uh, I just, honestly, today is, is not the day for me to be thinking. Fine. It, well, it is the eve of Christmas Eve. Isn't it just? Did Christy Hemi actually have a cheerleading background? I have no idea. I have no idea, I'll be honest. She did well with that lift, to be fair. I thought I, that looked I, good. I don't know. I didn't Google it. I didn't even know who she was. Oh, so she was a Diva Search contest winner. Oh, okay. I don't... She might have even been the first oh. to win it. Um, later on, went and did Playboy, of course, as oh, they all did in that why era. Not, eh? Why not? Um 
And yeah, she was basically an awful wrestler. They tried to right. train her up to be a wrestler. So effectively, she just stood at the ring and looked pretty. A that valet, was her job. Effectively, yeah. yeah. She wasn't, yeah. She just valet, couldn't. That's what it's called. Couldn't cut the mustard no. uh, in the ring. Um, and here she's put with Eugene. Nick Dinsmore. Yes. This is the first Eugene match we're, we're covering because we covered him appearing at ECW One Night Stand, but he didn't yes. have a match. No. And we went into the backstory of the Eugene yes. character, which I think is nice. Yes. Um, and I, I really like Eugene. I know it's probably you're not supposed to, and like most wrestling fans would get to say, oh, it's awful. And it is, it's not good. Yeah. But I don't know. I always quite, quite liked it, to be honest. I just don't know. It makes me feel uh, odd. Is this talking about looking at it from today's modern perspective? Probably. Probably. Because okay. back then I just thought it was quite funny. Yeah. I suppose back then I would have. Especially yeah. also being at that age I would have been. Yeah. What, 17? Like Probably, that. Yeah. yeah. But now, I just, I don't know. It makes it, me feel uneasy. It does, but I think it's because you know, and this is more of, like I said, a modern, if you look at everything in the bubble in which it was, for me... I can. I, the reason why people get uncomfortable when they look back on things like this is because they know how they would have reacted at the time. Yeah. And let's be fair. I think what we're saying here is both of us at the time wouldn't have thought twice about no. them putting something like this no. on there. But if they do it now, you kind of go, "Oh, that's not accepted mm. this day and age." And you kind of bristle under the idea yeah, of true. it. Um, I still think you can enjoy something for the period of the time and not have to necessarily feel guilt yeah. about it. And it wasn't massively egregious in comparison to some of the other stuff like we're not talking about Muhammad Hassan like when he came you don't even know who that is do you no, I just saw the look of confusion okay I, I'm not even going to touch upon cool. that now but okay. he's like that's a very at no time do you look at that or the Katie Vick stuff we mentioned before oh, you yeah. never look at that and go that's okay no okay. so I, I was actually alright with Eugene okay. at the time <clears throat> okay but he's going up against one of my boys yeah Kurt Angle yeah and I, I mean so the gist of this story, as I understand it, from the, the package that they showed us, is Angle was putting up his gold medal for anyone who could last, was it three, five minutes with him? Yeah. Um, Eugene didn't beat him, but Eugene survived the, the time period and therefore got his gold oh, medal. Oh, I see. Yes, because I, di- I didn't understand. That was the, the background going into this. Simple enough. And this was the period where we started to see Kurt Angle go from that kind of goofy character to the Turned I'm going to rip you apart yeah. character which we saw in full bloom yes. at ECW One Night Stand the following year yeah. uh, the match well, what can you say about the match I said well Christy Hem uh, well she's a, thing. Um, <laughs> she's a thing and then I yeah what was the cheerleading lift called I guess we'll never know you'll have to find out what that is and let me know yes, at some point because that is going to play on my mind oh, for yeah. some reason uh, Angle's pyro is delayed very awkward so the pyro is supposed to go off when he puts his hands up in the air. And yeah, the pyro just didn't go off. Mm. He started to walk and then it went off. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a little bit awkward. Kind of goes against the fierce, intense persona that he's trying to give off here. Yeah. Now, the first thing that happens in the, the match, I really enjoyed. They don't. He doesn't wait for the introductions. He just gets in the ring, walks right yeah. across and punches Eugene straight in the face. Yeah. Strong. It works for... For the, it works for the match and it works for his character that he was building effectively. It feels like he's been wronged and like I'm going to get my medal back and you're so not going to stop it's me. It's like he's kicking a puppy. Again, fucking kicking puppy matches. I liked it. I thought this was exactly what was needed. And you can tell that the guys are very much in Angle's corner because every time he does something, mm. there's that guttural <sighs> to back it up. 
not with Eugene, who's obviously supposed to be the babyface in this match. Uh, he's just not fucking about. German suplexes. Eugene ends up in the heavens. Like yeah. he's just throwing yeah, this man around. Yeets him. But then, from out of nowhere, and one of Eugene's uh, traits was to take other people's. I loved this. I did. I actually thought this was very clever that they did. This because with you them. would, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Because if you like, if you had some sort of special needs and you try to be a wrestler, the first thing you're going to try and do is mimic what you see. For sure. And he does it, and he does it well. It's you know, very good, yeah. Nothing he does like that is bad, and he hits a rock bottom and gets a very, very, very close two. So he goes to then hit a Stone Cold Stunner. The first stunner's countered, uh, as is the angle slam attempt that follows, but the second stunner hits, but he only gets two again. Yeah. And at this point, not if you didn't know the outcome, you think, surely. Yeah. Surely he's not going to walk out the winner here. Because I assume you don't know the outcome of the match going into it. No, absolutely not. But I assume as well that you think, well, Angle's got to win this. No, I said, well, yeah, my head goes, surely this only ends one way. But then my heart goes, oh, but maybe. So you were invested again. Yeah, I know. I don't know what, maybe this is what happens when I don't drink and eat Freddo's when I'm watching these (laughs) things. Well, because that's getting softer in your older age. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and, the, and then Eugene applies the ankle lock himself, but mm-hmm. Angle escapes it, as you'd expect to be. If he's the proponent of the move, he'd know how to get out of there, and he proves that to be the case. Angle slam follows, and then when Kurt slaps the ankle lock on, Eugene has to tap out. Of course. Again, perfect length of match for this. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't too long. It wasn't as short as Ben Mars' match earlier. Yep. And absolutely fine. Yeah, agreed. about it. Agreed. Like I said, we've had three fairly truncated matches shall we say but not one of them was I upset that it finished no. when it did which is the mark that they've done well um, Angle looks like he's not going to be done with it because he goes outside gets a chair oh, yeah. comes back into the ring and they're like oh no come on Angle you've had you've yeah. had your victory leave it at that Christy throws herself oh, over yeah. Eugene to protect him okay Fine. Uh, she's pushed aside and Eugene's just thrown out the ring because what Angle wants is to be coronated again as yep. with his Olympic gold medal that was very clever puts the chair out stands on it bends down the ref puts that it was on clever. nice little touch yeah I like that this whole thing short and sweet but yeah. I enjoyed it yeah it was fine Worked. I remember also when I was younger Kurt Angle's matches used to bore me really but actually watching them now I'm, I'm alright with it yeah so I don't really know what was I mean what was wrong with my brain back then who knows but yeah I remember just being like ugh a lot of eye rolling, but now watching it, being like, no, I get it, I get it now. You appreciate yeah. what he brings to the table. Yeah, again, no, I think getting soft in my old age. But I think it's just taste change as well, don't yeah. they? Because things that True. I would have enjoyed back that. Well, we talk about like we one of the episodes we did for the twelve days of WrestleMas, even so much as like physical appearance of someone. We talk about you know the three sexiest ladies and three sexiest yeah. guys. Back then, I'd 100% put Trish on the list. Would she be on my list now? No. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't true. think it necessarily means that you're, you're getting soft or losing your touch. It's just, you know, yep. taste change. Well, this will be interesting, this next, next little bit you're going to Well, I segued quite well there, actually, unintentionally, Honestly. because we go to a, a car wash scene, as I've called it here. So fucking weird. Um, and this was, the, this was the moment when, you know, well, this is probably more for any guys that are listening out there, which is probably going to be most of our listener base, <laughs> is when you're watching something on TV, and it could be like wrestling like this or something yeah. you're not supposed to be watching, whatever right. it is, and then your parents in the room with yeah. you, and you're just like, oh my God. And you just feel so uncomfortable yes. with the whole thing. 
watching this when your wife is on the sofa. Yep. She's she spotted it. She didn't care about no. it. To be fair, um, and I'm just sat there going, uh, right, don't look at the screen too often because then she'll then there's no way she can accuse you for enjoying it. Just write stuff down. Look away. Go. Oh, this is still going on. Look again. Go. Honestly, so basically, it went on for so long. So there's a succession of four or five women yeah. in bikinis, as yeah. I understand it. I didn't catch all of the people because, like I said, I was trying not to watch too much. I think there no. was, uh, was Ashley Massaro, yeah. Tori Wilson, uh, Candice Michelle. Oh, that's she's the one who broke her collarbone in yeah. a horrific fashion. Uh, Stacy Keebler. Yes. Was there? And I think there was someone else that I might have missed. But they're there all washing this limo. And I say washing the limo. They're I mean, just creaming it down by the looks of it. Candice Michelle was creaming herself down by the looks of it because she wrung out awful. the sponge on her chest. She wasn't even facing the car. Like, I'll be honest, I'd sack her. I mean, if that's my car, yeah. I'd be like, are you actually going to put anything on the car? I'd ask why you've gone to that drive through, <laughs> to be fair. The <laughs> TNA drive through. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and of course and Ugh. the only thing that my missus did pipe up and say said she went Vince had better not be in that limo of course he fucking was of course he is we go back jacking off in the back of it exactly oh yeah pal <laughs> <laughs> the window comes down he goes because on the side of the limo uh, it says president. the president yeah. goes why not hey yeah and Honestly. then <laughs> my missus just goes oh what a fucking creep yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that pretty much encapsulates yeah, everything that we're supposed on. to think about this. And we, we move on from, from the car wash scene. Honestly. Talk about from one extreme to the other. Yeah. So we've got a puppy kicking match. Yep. Lots of soapy boobs. And then we move on to The Undertaker against Randy Orton. It's so odd to me to put that segment before this fucking match. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, my, my brain is all over the shop here. Recalibre to yeah. go again. Yeah. So, this is a feud that had been going on for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, we know that Randy Orton was the, the legend killer. Yeah. This was before the Viper and the Apex yes. Predator and all that stuff. I actually stuff. know this now. I have a timeline yep. when I think of him in my head now. Of He was going through and he was just RKOing anyone who Absolutely. was considered a legend in wrestling. And uh, WrestleMania that year, I think it was WrestleMania 21 in 2006, he had a match with Undertaker to try and beat the streak. Yep. That didn't happen. Undertaker still beat him. The feud continued, went on to SummerSlam, which is where we are here. Because we haven't really had a true dead man Undertaker match, we've had the American Badass at Survivor Series 2001. What do you make of the whole Undertaker mystique and like the entrance? I like it. I do. My first comment here, great entrance. Makes me feel a bit nostalgic. I think that's fair. Um, I didn't know how you'd take it. Yeah, I like I liked it. I, the only thing I don't enjoy is the eye rolling. Like, we, we know you're not dead, but it's like, good. We know you're obviously alive. Like that's I was just like, oh, and it's annoying because I was just like, for me also, this is similar to the neck thing. Although I don't really have a reason. I'm like, what happens if you do that? I'm a horrendous eye roller, right? <laughs> yeah, you this. are. Yeah. But I and I but I obviously can't do that with my eyes. But I just think, a you shouldn't be able to do that with your eyes. And b what if they get stuck? What if the wind changes? Yeah. <laughs> right, Grandma. You know, but I'd, I'd be so I joke and say I'm so scared that one day I'm going to eye roll so hard that my eyes are going to like not come back round. Yeah. But 
What? Oh, I don't like it. Bottom line, don't like it. <laughs> I, I can't do it nearly to that level, but no, uh, I don't yeah, like it. it's amazing to think the longevity of that character because it was so of the era when he came into the WWF in 1990. Yeah, that. To have, if you told me that, well, don't get me wrong, I was, if I knew what I know now and saw this character debut back then, you said, would he be around in 30 years' time? No. Because mm. you can't, how can you? It's too gimmicky. It's, yeah. There's basically in the early 90s part of WWF is it, everyone had to have a vocation. Like you couldn't just be a wrestler, you had to be a bin man, you had to oh, be I see. a thief, yeah. you had to be a mortician, a clown, a uh, like it goes on and on right. and on, and for him to be able to adapt yeah. and stay relevant for as long as he did, credit to him. Like I said, I hated the American Badass but yeah. time. But See, I didn't mind that. I know you didn't because of mainly because of the song. I think personally. Yeah, more but likely. To for him to have stayed relevant as long as he did, fair play to yeah. him. And for this to be what two thousand six, so still sixteen years after he yeah. debuted, and for it to still make me think, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And I didn't know how you'd take it, because I thought you might go, oh, it's long, it's boring, get on with no, it. No, I actually quite like it. Okay. I do quite like it. And I said, this is levels above the American badass. Um, although I could do without the MMA gloves. Yeah, they're a bit pointless. I don't understand where they, and they being WWE, got this idea that The Undertaker's the purest striker in wrestling. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, pure? What's he, like? Is it a Catholic thing? What? I don't understand what they're referring to. <laughs> And he was never known for throwing like no. rights and left. So where they've like pulled this information from, I couldn't say. And the MMA gloves just could be done without. Because he never used to have them. He used to have those long... Are they mortician's gloves? I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. To me, they look like the glove you put on if you're in, a, in school and they take a photo of you holding a bird. Yes. Yes, like falconry yeah. or something. Or really thick um, marigolds. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I guess maybe he just felt he always had to have gloves. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like his hands. <laughs> well, I, well, he might not like his hands, but he definitely doesn't like what's on his neck. Did you spot what he had tattooed awful. on his neck? Absolutely awful. His but that's his ex-wife's name, isn't it? Because yeah. I know obviously now he's got a different tattoo there because he's not married to... Did they change the tattoo or did they just get rid of it? I thought they got rid of it. Oh, I thought he had sank over the top of it. No, I'm pretty sure they got... He might have to something there now, but he got, I'm sure he got it lasered laser. off. Would but, have married uh, McCall. Yes. Um, I, and again, I might be in the minority, um, but I really like Randy Orton's entrance theme. I don't know what it is about it. I, no. I just thought it was quite good. I think also we should do a tally of who we've seen the most of. Because, again, they're all in this, this pay-per-view as well. Yes. Can't get away from them. Well, Baron Corbin isn't. No, but I think it's got to be between Cena and Autumn. Autumn. Well, yeah, but if you look at the era in which we've watched the oh, shows, know. it has to be. you think every time, I'm like, yeah. hang on. Well, when we start again. watching older shows, you'll be sick of Hulk Hogan. Trust me. I fucking will, I tell you. <laughs> this show's anything to go by. Um, as well, The Undertaker, the guy liner. I, I did make a comment and say, Undertaker's doing his eyeliner like I first did when I was 12. I was about to say the same thing. It's been done... What, when you did when yours when you were 12? Um, no, I had someone else doing it for me. It was, <laughs> but it's that, it's that awful... It's not on his eye No, it's, it's about an inch south of his eye. Yeah, it's someone who doesn't know what they're doing has done yeah. that. 
And to be fair, if I was doing that to myself now, that's probably how it would end up looking. Yeah, so, I reckon he does do it himself. Yeah, well, he, I was about to say, no he got his eye in better after, but yeah, it's, it looked poor. Yes. It looked like a kid who was dressing up for Halloween, is what I thought. Yep. So, Orton jumps out the ring because it's good heel work, but I then gets like bitch-slapped by The Undertaker, which I was a big fan of. I know you don't like it, but it's good ring craftsmanship, yes. shall we say. It's playing to the crowd yep. um, to get them riled up. And again, as much as I you know, dislike a lot of Orton's matches, it's good. You're looking at your notes with a face of confusion. I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't even drinking when I watched this. I don't care what I've got written down here now. The next thing that's got to be said has got to be whatever you've got written down in front of you there. Orton's showing off his thick and juicy thighs. <laughs> Still fucking wood. Yes, even without the shaved head. Honestly, what was I thinking? His thick and juicy thighs. Jesus was that the KFC Christ. family bucket? Maybe I was hungry when yeah. I was watching <laughs> this. Jesus. Thick and juicy thick thighs. And juicy. I mean, they are, but... You're a predator. Honestly, that's so weird. Um, I don't even think I actually mentioned his thighs in this, weirdly, which is unlike oh. um, one of one of us to do that. Uh, Undertaker hits the ropes hard, like he's trying to snap them. Yeah. So when he's running the ropes, he kind of throws his foot back into it because he's so tall yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if he has to do that because he is so tall maybe if he's gonna run at them normally would he literally flip over the top i don't know because he's always got quite a a a long lean yes if you know what i mean and i wonder if it's just a height thing maybe well that's just the way he learned to run the ropes like because it's all about stride pattern as well isn't it so but then yeah he, he then boots orson hard uh, thankfully, the old school gets countered as it Ooh, should. Exactly what I wrote. Because nice why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you stand and watch someone and then hold their hand? Also, an older man he ain't doing it quick, is he? It's no. not like he's bounding up there. It's, it's a five-minute job to for him to get to the top. I think he was forties. It's just there. yeah, like Early to 40s. me. Every time I see that um, move, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you? Did it annoy you before? I said it annoyed me. Because I feel like the first yeah, time I've it up. Yeah, to me it's just pointless. Okay, good. It's, it's pointless. No, good. And arm drag, way to counter it, I've got, not got an issue with. The one I'd always quite like to see is, and I get, I understand why they don't do it, is because I'm thinking if someone's holding my hand and they're walking across the ropes, I'm running and pushing them so they're going outside. Oh, yeah, true. But then again, that's far more dangerous. And yeah, again, true. if I'm thinking, well, <laughs> if he's got my wrist and he goes, do I go... Does your wrist go with, with him? him? Yeah, exactly. So, yep, old school gets countered. Um... Taker's flipping clothesline looks unnecessary. So he does this... He used to do it better in the 90s, where he'd run. Instead of just hitting a clothesline, he'd kind of do this flip into it, so yeah. it looks more impactful. But why? You're like 6 foot 10. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Yeah. You should, you're like a walking brick shithouse. You should just be knocking things down as yeah. you go. But alas, he tries to do it here, and it doesn't look great. Uh, I love the ref running away from the dead man as he turns to face him. It's a nice little touch where he goes to tell, admonish the Undertaker of something. The Undertaker just literally turns at him, walks, and the ref runs and jumps out of the ring. So silly. It is silly, but it's I like I that mean, it silly. Works, but yeah. I like that silly. Like the same if like Brock Lesnar did that, I oh, would have no issue with that. A, to me, is more believable. But Undertaker in in this environment is uh, supposed to be. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what I'm trying to bear You're in thinking mind. Thinking too, like literally, I think. Yeah, Taker misses a boot in the corner. 
and then Orton starts working over the leg, which looks very good. There was a bit where Orton literally threw himself. So I think Undertaker's leg was draped over the bottom rope. Yes. And Orton just jumped from the position he was in to land on it. And it looks good because it looked like he just he capitalised on something. Yeah. Like, oh, hang on, I've got this. Rather yeah. than, what's the next move? Exactly. I've got to go and do this. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, and then this is where Orton just starts to, to take over. Um, and it's yep. the pace slows and I'm losing interest at this point. Yep. It's now turning into a slow Orton Yeah, mine, uh, my notes started to, to dry somewhat. And I'm like, one of them literally just says, hmm, slower pace. Yes. Oh, okay. Very noticeable. And this is a, a, a detrimental thing that Orton has in a lot of his matches. Yep. But not that Undertaker's overly high-octane himself. No pair the two together it's probably going to end up like this uh taker starts to return fire he goes for the knee of orton himself but he's cut off and then orton goes to go for the leg again in the same fashion that i mentioned where it was over the bottom rope yes and he hits it twice but on the third attempt undertaker has his um boot up orton's fanny as they would call it in the states <laughs> and sends him sailing over the top rope with a push. You could see it coming a mile off because Undertaker's literally resting the back of his yeah. foot on Orton's ass. But again, I'm not particularly angry at it. No. Uh, we see the apron leg drop by the Taker. Yep. And again, I quite like that move yeah. in the repertoire. Yeah, fine. It's good because that, that can't feel nice in yeah. any way. I mean, I dread to think of the damage that Taker was doing to his own hips yeah. hitting that because it's like a metal rim that he's landing on effectively. And then he does hit old school, and I'm sad. Oh. Yeah, I thought, oh, it's been countered. Great, we don't need to worry about yeah. this again. Comes back and hits it, and Orton doesn't look any worse for wear than he did when he tried to hit it the first time. Just do the same again. Yeah. Just get, get that out of the arsenal. Yeah. Because they go, oh, it's impressive for a man of that size, and it is to a point, other than the fact that he's being held up by the other guy's hand. I could probably do that. I don't want to try. No. But you get my point. And then we hit Snake Eyes. So Snake Eyes is when Taker has someone on his shoulder, runs, throws them, and then they hit their face on the turnbuckles. Oh, that bit, yeah. They call that Snake Eyes. Okay. He then goes to hit the uh, running boot, which he does afterwards, but Orton snaps up with a drop, drop kick. Yeah. Very nice. And then the RKO attempt is thrown off. Yep. Three tombstone reversals. So Taker yes. picks Orton up, Orton reverses, holds Taker, which is very impressive. That was, yes. Taker then does that. the same, but then it's countered one more time. Orton hits that weird backbreaker yeah. that he does, grabs the neck, falls down over his own back. Chokeslam by Undertaker, and then a fan hits the ring. Oh, yes. I'm so, like, what's going on? I'm so confused. So did you, obviously you didn't know anything of this match either going into No, it? nothing. Okay. Nothing. So what did you think was happening when... I was like... Hang on, who the hell is this guy? Is this real, or is is this planned? I was so confused. So, and then obviously I saw what happened. I was like, of course. There's of a course. distraction. They managed to get this fan out of the ring. Yeah. And then we hit an RKO out of nowhere. Of course. Randy Orton hooks the leg. The pinfall follows. One, you know. And what's the difference of out of nowhere? Like, no, I know. It's the same impact. It's normal. I guess they would say. In boxing or in any fighting sports, it's the one that you don't see coming that right. hurts the most. That's the one that knocks you out. It's just they're always out of nowhere. Like every move is out of nowhere. And then as uh, Randy Orton's leaving the ring, oh, yes. going up the entrance way, <clears throat> we see them pull the face. Well, off they the tried, front. didn't they? Tried. It was good prosthetic. Stuck work. on very well. And we see it is Bob Orton. And do you know who Bob Orton is? His dad. Randy Orton's dad, his old man, who was a headliner at WrestleMania One. 
in fact. Um, yeah, helping his son. They both do the Randy Orton pose. Yeah. Undertaker summons the demons. Oh, was stupid. it lightning? And then his own music started playing. Then the, the eye roll thing. Then he leaves. And then... Yeah, and it's, but my notes say... Who, who is possibly alarmed by someone 15 years older than them limping after them up the ramp? No one. Randy Orton. No one. Randy Orton. Absolutely not. <laughs> what did you think of the match? It was alright. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. If I'd had a Freddo, would I have eaten it? Absolutely. Really? So this was... Okay. Yeah. That particular portion of the match yes. I agree with. When that the pace sec- went kind of the right second off. half. Yeah. The second stanza. Yeah. 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 Second paragraph. Okay, fair enough. It's just a bit. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Okay, I thought it was all right. Yeah. It was a bit longer than I'd have liked yes, it to be. Actually, it could have been a bit more condensed. Cut out some of the stalling and the middle portion of it. Yeah. Um, true. But it wasn't. Was it I didn't hate it, but it wasn't no. great. Now we come on to the other man, which we've seen almost as many times as anyone else in this podcast journey, and that is uh, John Cena defending the WWE title. Against Chris Jericho. Oh, good. I'm glad we're not talking about the middle bit that was in between those two matches. Was there a bit in between? There was some politics bullshit. Oh, I didn't even write that down when yeah. they were introducing these fuckwads like, in the crowd. No, thanks. No, I couldn't Go care away. less. Oh, WWE have been represented Ooh, no, by I both parties. No one cares. I don't care. I won't start writing it down. Don't no, I care. I don't want to write yeah. it down. It so. some, some politics shite was my note. Yes, I think that summarises it beautifully. Yep. So, John Cena defending yes. the title against Chris Jericho. Yes. This is a... Uh, oh, spinning title time. Spinning so title time. So freaking happy. So oh, happy. Right. Jericho's quaffed hair is atrocious. Um, yes. It is worth saying again. I know we mentioned it earlier, but it is that bad. It needs to be addressed twice. John Cena gets cheered. That is my first point. Is I literally wrote, oh my God, is Cena actually getting cheered? What is going on? I followed it up with, Holly will be pleased. He would be booed not long after this. <laughs> so this is the tail end of oh, everyone. Is it right? When is he the bloody master? No, Doctor. Yes, Thugonomics. Doctor Thugonomics. This is still <laughs> Even ten- in my notes. I've written Master Doctor. I don't know. He's what got a he PhD. Holly. <laughs> I bet he has. <laughs> bet he does. Not all those vitamins he's been taking. Um, yeah. So he, he was still technically in the. Doctor of Thugonomics. Okay. I was um, just happy. I saw what he was with wearing. With a chain gang. And I saw he was wearing Jordans. Mm-hmm. He had, his jorts were longer. Yeah. And Three I was like, ease. and the, the title spinning, I was like, I'm on for it here. He might actually pump his trainers he up He wasn't in. balding. No. Didn't have a comb over, didn't have his Bobby Charlton <laughs> no. on. It's, um, this is my favourite John Cena around this time. I would agree. a little bit agree. earlier. But yeah, a little bit earlier for me. I was very um, happy. And... Like I said, it wasn't long after this that the tide started turning on public opinion in right. terms of how he was okay. received by the fans. And actually, you hear it in this match as the match goes on, but he was cheered when he first yeah. came out, which, like I said, is a point to, to note based on what we've seen in the other shows we've covered. They start off with the two going nose-to-nose, uh, just to get intimate, ask what, what they're doing for dinner later, see about their plans. And then Cena's right hands look awful. <laughs> is my first note and he looks so much greener and unprepared than I remember him being yeah like even compared with some of the stuff we've seen now and we do criticise you know how he goes about his matches and the yeah. stuff he does within them but seeing some of his earlier work 
it's noticeable how much he actually did improve. Because the right hands he was throwing here were horrendous. And I said he stands like he's learning to walk after having recovered from a car crash. Like he's like he's got good, polio. Actually. Like he's, he stands like this yeah, when he's doing stuff. And never I never noticed that, but really odd. I'm just going to open this packet of mints no, just to clarify what the noise is in the background. Yeah. So uh, again, Holly is suffering Sorry. from a, a cold of some description. Who knows? Holly is. Do, do you want to get a few mints out to save yeah, a little bit to. later on? This is how good this match <laughs> Thank is. Thank you. I'm sorry. So <laughs> how good this match is that Holly's like. Do you know what? I need to get I loads do. of mints out. Thank you. No, you're more than welcome. I mean, it's not. It's a rough and ready, anyway, so it's not like yeah, this absolutely. is a finely polished machine. Um, but yeah, the way he stands is just. It's odd, actually. It's like a freshly born giraffe. A freshly born giraffe, and there it so is. They stand up straight away. They can do. I mean, but seeing that is just... how they stand. But it's like I almost say it's like it's um, you know, Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump. Like he's got rickets. Rickets, yeah, yeah, exactly that, or some it sort of polio. Odd. Yeah. Now you mention it, it's one of those things that you know you visually see it. But you don't really take it in, and then someone else says it, and you go, "Hang on, yeah, that is weird." When he's running across the ring. I'm expecting to hear gunshot, and then hearing Bambi's mama oh, died. Oh God, stop! <laughs> so, seeing the tackles Y2J on the floor, and it's horrendous. Misjudges it. Yeah. Just kind of clatters into him. Okay. Great drop kick by Jericho out of the corner. Later on, nice. Uh, Jericho seen talking to Cena mid Irish whip. Oh. So they went to, I think it was a last minute audible call by Jericho because Jericho says, no, oh, like we're going to do something different basically and then throws Cena out of the ring. Okay. Which was... It makes a change that it's not Cena telling people what to do. In the but my guess is because it's Jericho would very much have been taking the lead on this oh, match because sure. he's the veteran. Yeah. So I think that's why that was the case. Um, Y2J drop kick to the floor um, and he chokes Cena with a cable. So... Seen as selling. I can't. I really want to like him in every match he has. And then something happens and I just revert back to being like, just stop. This wasn't the worst bit of selling he did in this match. I thought yeah, this was fucking worse. I think this was good <laughs> in comparison to the rest. Uh, but they go back to the ring. Jericho hits a superplex, and I'm surprised that both managed to keep their balance on the top rope. Yes. Because sometimes, if you think one of them's going to struggle, yep. the person will stay on the second rope and let yeah. them have the whole top. But they were both up there. Well done. Um, and this is a little bit, and it's usually the bits I comment on that I say I like. Are, it's very tiny things that maybe some people wouldn't necessarily think about. Yeah. But we talk about, you know the way that Cena hits the same moves in the same order, uh, yeah. the shoulder tackle being one of them. Uh -huh. What did Jericho do? He ducked it. Yeah. So uh, so Cena went flying over him, landed on his face. Brilliant. Yeah. Because, why wouldn't you? Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, numerous finisher counters uh, were executed very well between the two. They went back and forth on that. That was good. And then we see a bit where Jericho's trying to come back into the ring via the middle rope. Cena standing on top of the turnbuckles... Is that the first guillotine leg drop? Maybe Cena ever hit, do you reckon? Maybe. He does it with his legs together like he's going... I don't know what, he just wants to give himself spinal bifida. <laughs> oh, God. But Jesus. But the way God. he throws himself just doesn't look right. But he hits no, Jericho in the back of the head. Jericho yeah. comes in the ring. Uh, the FU, because I can call it that, because that's when it's yes. still called the FU, is countered into a DDT. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Gets a two. Not quite for Jericho. And this is where you start to see 
how senior isn't unanimously loved you hear yeah. the split chance in the crowd yes you hear it's a very much a lighter note yeah. for the ones that are cheering Cena. And then Implying you go, that it's the women cheering for Cena. And the kids. Yeah, true, actually, kids, yeah. And then it's more so kids, I'd say, than women. Yeah, for sure. And actually. then you hear the Let's Go Jericho, yeah. the guttural yeah. the men are starting to turn on Cena. They're not enjoying this being forced down their throat anymore. Yeah. They've had enough of it. And I think this it was only a downward slope in terms of perception from there on. Okay. But this is the, the match where I, I noticed it very much. Uh, and then there's a bit where Cena is over the middle rope getting choked and it's the worst facial acting I've ever seen and he looks exactly exactly like Herman Munster (laughs) I'm not even joking I couldn't believe how much he looked like him I paused it and got my phone out it was uncanny fuck great Carly at you know Battleground 2017 this motherfucker right here because he's got the perfectly square head with a haircut and he was doing this kind of really overselling sad face and it's like when Herman Munster's biting into a little bit of food and then kind of contemplating it awful yeah awful I do agree and I like Cena as well but this was not good five knuckle shuffle countered and we see in the five knuckle shuffle he doesn't do the pump Honestly, I was livid. I know. Because I saw the shoes and went, oh, we're going to get a pump here. He, I'm sure at one point he bent over. And I went, oh, he's going to do it. And he fucking didn't pump up his fucking shoes. Just did the, you can't yeah. see me. I, th- I thought you'd be livid. Because as soon as I, I saw was. the shoes, I was like, oh, we I know was, what's coming. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. One day. <laughs> but it gets counted into the walls of Jericho. But of course. seen it after much poor selling. Oh, gets to the ropes no, no I say poor selling that's a bit it just went on too long so he had it to sell at that level for an extended period yes. so I don't think that it was the, the Herman Munster bit that really got me over the ropes and I put here I can't decide if Cena selling for that bit was brilliant or horseshit because I thought it was good but it needed to be shorter so he was kind of wasn't helped with the longevity of that he was in the hold so I'm still undecided on yeah. that whole thing Cena goes to hit a super FU from the ropes uh, but it's counted into a back suplex by Jericho. Yeah. Nice. I was okay with that. But it's short-lived. And the way that it ended up, so Jericho runs off the ropes at Cena. Cena goes as if he's going to hit him with either a sidewalk slam or a backbreaker. Yeah. But manages to rotate him up onto his shoulders and spin him round yeah. for the FU. Very, very, nice. very nicely done. Very nice. I'd put any money in the world that that was Jericho's shout. Because Jericho would say, yeah, you got to beat me with this move, but let's see how I can get into that move that's different yes. from how you've done it with others. Very creative thinking. I might be doing Cena a disservice, but I'd be willing to put my house on the fact that it was probably Jericho. And, yep, yeah, FU hits, referee counts three, Cena retains, the champ is still here. Lovely, get that spinning title up in the air. I did not like the spinning I title. I didn't. <laughs> Even I don't I, think I really cared about it, I just think it's amusing. Again, is it amusing, is it schadenfreude, is it because I'm not enjoying yes. it? Brilliant. That's Thanks. the whole reason. Yeah, how's that cough, by the way? Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> right. So now we go from the Raw main title to the SmackDown oh, main title. Right, this is fucking stupid. The World Heavyweight title match, Batista taking on JBL in a no-holds-barred encounter. So, so, if you recall, because they did packages before this match and the WWE yes, title they match. Did, yes. So they did a WWE draft. Cena ended up was the first pick that went to Raw from SmackDown, so SmackDown didn't have a champion. Okay. At the time, I think Teddy Long was the uh, yes. general manager, holla holla. 
and he put a little tournament together to see who was <laughs> going to be crowned the SmackDown champion, yep. is what they were going to call it. JBL won the tournament, but it was the last night of the draft, and he was trying to take this bag which had a belt in, which was going to be his. And Teddy said, no, you've actually, what you've just done is won the number one contendership because I'm introducing the last draft pick of SmackDown and the Batista comes out. So okay. Batista went from Raw to SmackDown on the last day. So that's how this feud started. JBL's like, well, I should be the champion. Right. I earned it. And Batista's like, no, I am literally the champion. Right. Okay. They had a match at Great American Bash, which they highlighted in the package yep. where Batista got um, DQ'd. So JBL's classing oh, yes. that as a win. Yep. We land here. Yes, we do. Yes. Initial thoughts when you saw this match? I didn't want to, to watch it. Why did you not want to watch it? I don't want to watch JBL in a pair of pants. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think was that your, was that a quote from his wife? That I think. <laughs> I just also to me this is not believable. It's one of those Why? matches for me that is not believable because visually, my brain looks and goes, "This is fucking stupid." Look at them in their physical conditions. It's like putting a Great Dane in a race with a Chihuahua. JBL's taller. It's not just the height, though. Like, that body build. They probably weigh the same. The build of the body. Batista's jacked. Mm -hmm. Absolutely jacked. Through whatever means necessary, clearly. But I just... Oh, I just don't like JBL. I can't can't get over it. I can't get past it. I just can't get past it. No one likes JBL, just to be clear. Um, one thing I learned from the opening package of this is that uh, Batista sweats signing contracts. Oh my god, yeah, he is sweats he, so much. Is he so dumb that he's stressed about trying to remember his own name to write it down? How are you fucking sweating from that? It's like a Lee Evans stand-up act. I think my last my last comment on this whole thing literally says, I've never seen someone sweat quite as much as Batista. Yeah, unbelievable. And then we get to the entrances, JBL yes. comes out. And JBL $100 fall from the sky. And Taz comes out with my quote of the night. Uh, Taz goes, oh, give me one of them. When he thinks it's real. And he goes, oh, these are worthless. I go, I completely agree. (laughs) I completely agree. But I think he was talking about the money rather than the match that we're about to see. I put always a big fan of Drax the Destroyer's entrance. Bit of saliva. Works. Yeah. Good song. Fits the character. The band is called Saliva, in case you thought I was saying No, no, I'm, there. I'm, Good. That's, that was my sort of music back then, so we're all oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine too. And so no holds barred, as zero chance of being a good match under normal rules. Yeah. Well, they've got to have, add something to it to make it at least a little bit interesting. So Batista comes out, JBL meets him at the rampway, and they start brawling through the crowd. Does. Just right hands. Snore. Board. This was, for me, this would have been the Freddo match. I well the thing is is obviously I don't know the matches that are coming, so oh, I said like that the one before or whatever it was, and then I got to this one I was like oh no this is where I would have consumed them if but I'd have had them. That again that's from hindsight yes. at the time you would have already eaten a Freddo oh, so you didn't want to go back to the oh, well so quickly. Only. So the crowd brawl itself is nothing special in any way shape or form. However, the bit where they get back to ringside where. JBL picks up a chair and Batista spears him through the barricade. I thought it was fine. I thought that was actually all right. I liked it. Yeah. The timing wasn't perfect, but it wasn't no. bad. No no issue with that at all. Uh, so the human Morris Piper shoves Batista into the ring post. Uh, now they enter the ring. Uh, JBL then sexually assaults the timekeeper by taking his belt off, whips and chokes the animal, and I don't know about Holly, but I'm now horny as the bondage begins. 
So weird. So weird. Now Batista, uh, Batista, Batista. <laughs> the barista. Now Batista <laughs> starts whipping, but is hit with a clothesline from hell by the Jersey Royal and grabs the steel stairs. You're just naming different types of potatoes, aren't you? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> Every about. Every time you talk about it. No. <laughs> and he goes and grabs the steel stairs. I will yes. say I do like the clothesline from hell. Looks good. You can hit it on yes. anyone. Fine. That is about as close to a compliment as that sack of shit is going to yep. get in this one from me. Uh, JBL flips off the crowd, which actually I also liked, so another bonus point for him there, but gets reversed and backdropped off the stairs when he goes to hit a power bomb after doing the long haul yep. symbol. Batista bomb, but the animal doesn't go for the cover. He pauses. Yeah. He looks at the steel steps. Yep. Has an idea. Fair enough. So second time the Batista bomb is delivered on the stairs and the wet sock full of smash is beaten. Oh, God. Yeah. We've I, got... I, was, I was all right with that. It was fun. Again, long. nice and yeah, short. It wasn't the, too long. It was. There was enough in it to not keep me entertained because I was annoyed, but I was thankful it wasn't dragged out for longer, mm. shall we say? Yeah, because all the brawling outside in the first instance could have done without. Yep. But it kind of dragged out the proceedings a little bit, which I guess in hindsight I'm okay with. Um, the match was like heavy hitting stuff there wasn't any rest holds which no. is true and the fact it had to be like I said I put it as a joke earlier on but the match could not be just a normal match because it would not no. be good no one cares but I did make one note about the commentary right and Taz at one point goes I can't believe this I don't even know what point it was about and all I did was so no holds barred match what are you expecting yeah <laughs> you can't believe it what, what? I don't understand what you're trying to get He might have been let go from the chocolate factory, though. He might have just got his P45 oh, stop. on the desk and he was outraged by oh. it. And then there was another one when um, there's a clothesline or something and then they go, oh, this could be it. Who the fuck is winning a match just because they've done a clothesline? But it's a clothesline from hell. That's when I got annoyed. You could tell You could tell I was annoyed because I was listening to commentary as well. Yes. Which is always the sign. And also I made notes about uh, Batista's most pointless beard that I've ever seen. Are we calling that a beard? That stupid little... The soul patch? It looks like... What I've got. <laughs> when, no, but, like, but you've got a beard around it. Yeah, okay. But his is so small and it reminds me of... Um, not so much now because I don't know if girls even do that now but when a girl goes gets a wax and they just leave the landing strip that's okay. what it reminded me of and his awful tattoo around his belly button yes I'd forgotten little, about that yeah the tribal symbol awful I think we need to touch back on something you just mentioned there okay. so you said I don't know if they still do it did you know yeah. back then were you like is it a note comparing exercise that women do because oh, no, I'm not like, involved in the culture not I wouldn't like back then I wouldn't have cared but it just watching it now I was like that's really odd to me. <laughs> I could just... And obviously, I think supposedly, supposedly now, I'm used to seeing him how he looks now, and he looks yeah. so much better. And I just look, and I just think, okay. oh, it's so stupid. It's so, like someone's just got a black marker and just drawn a line on his chin. Like a little devil yeah. thing. So, uh, yeah, okay, so Vagina Lips defends his yes. World Heavyweight title yes. against the Triple Cook Chips. And, uh, yeah, we uh, go on to the main event of the evening. Now, we do. I know for yes. a fact, having read the email that Jamie sent to us, oh, that this is, this is the basis... Because he... Oh. he wasn't even thinking about John Cena's overselling abilities. He was thinking of what happened in this match, and there's a backstory to it. Okay. So I will tell you... We'll cover the match, yeah. and then at the end, I'll go into the backstory okay. of why some of the stuff looked like what it did. Okay. So... Hulk Hogan against Shawn Michaels. Did you, A, know this match ever took place? Uh, yes, because okay. I've seen it 
in clips of oh, I've seen the clip where he's covered in blood, blood, and then I've also seen the finger wag. Okay, I, oh. I, that, I actually enjoy that. That's a okay. big fan of that. Fine, um, but I've not seen the match. I've just seen those literal tiny clips of. I think when WWE does like. You know, they're now, then, forever yeah. stuff. That's oh. all I've seen it from. Okay. So, this also, match would have these had... These two are fucking old. Well, this was going to be the point I touched. I did Google how old they were. Yeah, so I think Hogan was 52 He was. This. I didn't know how... I didn't look up Michael's 40. age. 40. Okay. Looks about 75, but... Yeah, he's, he's done a lot of road miles, he's that man. Um, aged well. So, see, he was a very good-looking bloke back in the day as well, in the 90s, um, before he got smacked by Chris Masters and got a lazy eye. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, so that only happened after he returned. So this match would have had different meaning to me than it would have to you, because yep. <clears throat> I started watching wrestling so young that Hogan was still very much a thing when I started. Oh, okay. And then my first era of me remembering and liking stuff was Michaels, Bret Hart. Oh. So for yes, me, so I've watched none of that. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of it hits a little bit differently for me. So I remember being really excited when I heard that this was going to be a match. Not because I thought it was going to be a great match, but sometimes it doesn't have to be. Like when... two nostalgic exactly. people in the same ring, I suppose. And make no mistake about it, this was not a good match. This was not a good match. You don't have to convince me. Any way, shape or form. <laughs> but on paper, it looks huge. You've got the Icon against the Immortal. Kind of both, to an extent, certainly Hogan defined his era. Michaels was one of maybe two people that defined right. his massive massive stakes okay Hogan's entrance I brilliant. love it absolutely love it brilliant loved everything about it all they both had to do actually was walk out with their entrance music and stopped I'd have been happy there yes yeah. I was so but the flag happy. coming down yeah very good was epic yes really 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 good and Michaels obviously came out first. Yep. He was waiting in the ring. And you could tell, I don't know, maybe it's just me looking at it. You could tell looking at him, he's not happy about something. Yeah. So we get into the match. Well. Do we? Well. Do we? So the bell starts and <laughs> Hogan starts chicken dancing his way to Michaels. I can only imagine making that. And you hear it later on, but Hogan's selling noises. <laughs> oh, <God laughs> like that as he was walking across the ring to him. And it looks fucking ludicrous. Also, he is the oldest looking 52-year-old I've ever seen in my life. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't understand his ageing process. No. Because he looks... I mean, he looks like he's about 70. Yeah. But I've seen clips of when he was younger. He looks fucking older. Yeah. I'm so confused. When he was... uh, What's his name? Sterling Golden. I'm just like... What is your age? It's like Benjamin Button, but he's not actually getting younger. He's getting the it's same. It's just odd. Yeah. Very odd to me. But yeah. yes, he looks like he's about 70. Um, good physique, though, for, for his age. I mean, for a 52-year-old. I mean, you I take the head know. off. Take the head off. I mean, don't get me wrong. He looks like he could donate his skin to Land of Leather after yes. he dies. But in terms of the musculature... Land of Leather. <laughs> Jesus. But the musculature and stuff is, is impressive. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Age. And not, actually, I suppose when you think about... God, I used to watch that stupid show. We know I love shit TV. I used to watch that Hogan, Hogan Knows, knows best. best. So did my missus. And I'm pretty sure there was a, he had a lot of issues with his back and stuff. Oh, yeah. And you just think, actually, to be fair, to still be mobile. 
And he's had, I think he's had a hip replacement, knee replacements. He's actually really quite immobile now. Part robot. Yeah, now he's like in quite a bad way. He struggles to get around yeah. these days, which is funny because when you think about the in-ring work that he did, yeah, he's known for punches and kicks, shaking around yeah. a little bit, and that's it. Just but a lot of bad land, like leg drop, leg drops. Yeah, yeah. It's just because it's got a impact it's got after a, jolt, a while. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just a blunt force jolt impact yeah. every time. The crowd are electric at the start of this really really loud adds to that big match atmosphere so so far all the components are in place and i'm thinking this could be good could they could be good could be yeah and then we get sorely disappointed at every step of the way so test of strength starts hbk is thrown right across the ring of course he is because hulk hogan isn't losing a test of strength to a vanilla midget (laughs) oh god shoulder block and here we go Michaels falls over, gets up, falls over, gets up, falls out of the ring, gets up and falls over again. Yeah. What do you think of Michaels, who's known to be a very good seller? What did you make of what happened here? so fucking angry. And all I could just think was, oh no, this is going to be the whole match. This is what's going to happen. And I was piqued my anger. Yep. And I didn't think it could get any worse. Oh, it, it does. It, it does. I, the pace is painfully slow. Oh, it's just dull. You can tell Michaels is because Michaels can have a good match with anyone. Yeah. He's not playing ball here. He's not playing ball. He's making things look more difficult than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a bit where not long after, I think the worst sell for me is this next bit, where Hogan has him by the back of the head, smashes his face into the turnbuckle. Michaels jumps onto the first turnbuckle, turns around, flips clean yeah. off it. Just what the fuck are you doing? There's also a moment in the match where he's on top of the ropes and then he bollocks himself on the top rope. That was something that Michaels actually did used to do back in the day. So as much as that might look as overselling, he was known for doing that. Right, okay. It's just so sad. But there's a bit where Michaels starts to turn things back in his favour. Yeah. And he bitch slaps Hogan. Yeah, I've just put slaps, dot, 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 exclamation mark, question mark, for some... The first one, Hogan kind of looks at him like, brother, like, what are you doing? And Michaels looks at him like, like, come on, of course I'm going to slap you, you bitch. And then he paintbrushes him two more times, and I liked it. There's been a lot of slaps in this show, because JBL, was it JBL did it, or someone else did it earlier? We commented on it. Yeah. And it was very good, Uh, and I I liked it here as well. Then it falls back to the outside. Sean gets body slammed onto the announce table, then inexplicably when he gets off to try and walk past it he just flips it over oh honestly why not and then he pirouettes off the ring post he's put into it and then he spirals his way off doing at least four rotations like Neymar being tackled of course then it's Hogan's turn to hit the ring post and he does so twice so HBK just tries to jump with a back in the ring now yep HBK jumps onto Hogan, who's in the corner. Starts the way he's throwing those punches. To me, looks like he's legitimately trying to actually cut him open because he's not doing the elaborate no. ones from here. He's going here he's and aiming the like, knuckle, yeah, to split it. So I don't know. I think this was planned. I think Hogan was supposed to bleed, but I think they might have not necessarily not done it with much. a razor. Yeah, no, no, not even oh, that. Oh, really? I think they went. We'll do it. It's called hard way. So it's not oh, doing it with a little razor. It's, we're going to make it. Ooh. Yes. Whether that was the case or not, I don't know. But it was just because of the way that Michaels was throwing his punches with the knuckle side right. aiming down, okay. made me think that was happening. 
but the visage of oh, it's just Hogan bleeding. Of I remember being really uncomfortable when I saw this first time. When you see the blood it's going in his into the eyes. Eye. Yeah, that's when I I was like, no, that's a lot. Like, yes, that's, and that made me question: Is it? You know, sometimes it's not the real blood; it's like the squeezy, like. And I was like, no, this is the, this is real, like, and it's a lot for and reference. It was in his mouth, like, oh. And someone might correct me on this, but the only time they use the fake one yeah. as a general rule is when they've the got mouth. to do it in the mouth yes. and they bite into they bite it. The it's thing usually a Johnny it's... with blood in it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but for the rest of it, it's always yeah. usually a razor. Yuck. Um, there was, as well, there are some people that, uh, uh, well, I won't touch upon it now, but there was a very bad blade job that was done at uh, an ECW show which nearly got the company closed down because oh. it went that bad um, one to touch upon another okay. time but it's especially if you're in charge because I'm thinking well I wouldn't know how to do it myself Absolutely but then again would not. I want someone else to do that to me no because no. then at least if I do I can go well that was me yeah exactly but yeah Hogan's sitting there looking beaten I've heard yeah. the commentary say I've never seen Hogan manhandled like this he's not really being manhandled no it's just a very sloppy ugly fight and it's got touches of Edge and Matt Hardy from earlier in the night for yes, me actually yeah and just aged yeah basically and Michaels like I said jumps on Hogan a few times to try and bust him open and then eventually um, the ref pulls literally pulls Michaels away and I, that's the moment where I was like well they're trying to draw attention away from Hogan so I'm thinking maybe he does nick himself then right either way because that's not it's, it's, I know if it's the head and your heart's pumping and blood will flow but to me that was like there's an excessive amount of blood here it could also be like if you're on something to thin the blood as well like paracetamol oh, would thin I the blood see. wouldn't it of course it would yeah so that could be and if the heart's pumping like that it yeah would, true that's a fair point a little goes a long way I think on that so now it's a really just a, sh- a shitty brawl. Yep. It's just a sleep, and then we get a sleeper hold. Oh no! See, so notice it's a sleeper hold here. True. Didn't call it a real yeah. naked choke. But I'm asleep. I'm asleep. Yeah. I'm asleep. Yeah. Oh, I'm awake. I said a sleeper hold from HBK, and I don't know about Hulk, but I'm asleep. <laughs> and yeah. you've got the just the torrents of blood yes. on Michael's arm yes. in that hold it looks nasty it actually probably improves it because the match is so bad if it didn't have it's this it's a bit of a distraction to exactly me. that it's a distraction from a lacklustre affair Hogan escapes with a back suplex and both men are down yeah. flying forearm from Sean Sean? from Sean sure. flying forearm from Sean hits but the following elbow drop misses yeah no one's home Hulk does what Hulk does and tries to Hulk up but the ref is down by Sean who just wipes him out basically with the forearm. Yeah. Accidentally, allegedly. And then Hogan is put in what I've described here as the worst goddamn sharpshooter ever to grace God's green earth. It is it, it for as bad as the rocks is. Yeah. Because he's he's not even so he's not applying pressure, but he's done no. it on the wrong side. Yeah, true. He's got instead of having it so you're basically supposed to have it so the leg that's upright is the one that's under your armpit. Yes. He's done it on that side, and the leg that's supposed to be upright is the other one. So he's just kind of holding yeah, it. It was very odd. Ankles across, basically. It's, it's the worst attempt odd. at that move I've ever seen. And then I, was, but in my head, I thought, have they had to do it this way? Because not had to, because you, you just wouldn't put it in. But because of how unflexible Hogan is, no, 
is this the only way they can do it? And then I was like, but it just looks like dog shit. Just don't do it. No, because it made it, it, Michael's had to put more work in for that. And I don't think that would have been, un- I think that would have been more uncomfortable for Hogan the way right, it was okay. in. Because if you're asking me, I'd rather have yeah. it secured under someone's leg than them holding. Yeah. And then, because you'd feel like all the pressure in the knees yeah, of true. your body weight going down. And also, it's because, sorry. Sorry. Also, this is going to be a dumb comment and I'm sure it will be. Sure, Michael's does a lot of moves that I know other people doing. Okay, so apart from this one, which I will, I was about to go into a bit more detail on, what other moves are you referring to? The He does the turnbuckle jump out that Ric Flair did. Y- what, which, for the overselling? Yeah, because yeah. I only... I Obviously, we've talked about that before, because I said, oh, Charlotte does this thing, and I really like and it. And I said, that's a Ric Flair and thing. And that was a Ric Flair thing, and I know there was the, the thing with... Michaels and that was a lot later than this Ric Flair but then I was like he does the sharpshooter as well which I know is coming from you got it Natalia close which goes backwards to uh, Brett mm, Hart yes who the fuck is Brett Michaels because it's Shawn Michaels yeah Brett the Hitman Hart yes and I was like and did you hear the crowd boo when he did it getting confused no, I, no I so the crowd booed when he did it because I'm assuming you've heard of the Montreal screw job. Yes. In wrestling, I don't know if you know the details Absolutely of it. Absolutely not. But effectively, Brett got screwed out of it, and Sean put him in his own sharpshooter. Oh yes, this the rings that. bells. Yes. So anytime Sean goes to do that, oh, the crowd's reaction is to boo him, which is what happened here. Uh, it kills a lot of time, too much time. Just kill the show at this point. Yeah. I, I'm very much done with it. Yeah. Um, we get a, a ref, uh, sorry, a rope break, and then ref number two yep. comes in and goes down because HBK uh, is kicked into him. Yep, of course. So of course, where the fuck are they getting these refs from? You know, they drop like flies. Yeah, made of Fabergé egg. Honestly, they stupid. shatter at the slightest of touches. Um, and then Michaels uh, with a bull rattling low blow with both refs down to uh, to Hulk, which was. I'm fine with that because it's already I've written this match off yeah, way sure. before this I've written for this match sure. off so I don't care really what happens now at this point so I'm probably more lenient to what unfolds <laughs> yeah. then Sean goes and gets a chair and yeah. well, this is when the chair shots to the head was still okay oh it's a glancing one but he still yeah. dings it off Hulk's head also the refs are down they're not deaf if they're unconscious though oh they're not fucking unconscious but that could be anything there's I so know, much noise in an arena you know you just think these are the things that I think about. But how I'm can like, you disqualify someone for something you you, you heard that you didn't see? So dumb. Can only call what you see. <laughs> and then he does finally hit the following elbow drop. Sweet chin music. One, two, nope. Hogan kicks out. Powers powers out, in fact, with a kick out. Starts shaking like a shitting dog. I don't like that. That's weird. He's feeling the power of the Hulkamaniacs flowing through him. He gets up. He blocks a right hand. You! Oh, see that? that, Soldier boy. Yeah. Um, Then the finger wag. I do like the finger wag. It's amusing to me. The right hands come thick and fast. Michael selling like he's working at a Moroccan market, to be honest. Honestly. Um, no, come in. Come into the shop. Come into the shop. See what you like. What do you like? Come in. No, 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 no. Come in. Uh, all over the place. Michaels is hit with the boot. And no, I'm sorry. This is the worst selling moment of the match. He goes down, gets up, walks around, spins, jumps down and lands on the canvas yep. one more time. Big boot and the biggest oversell I have ever seen in my life. The leg drop connects yeah. and the match is over. 
Yes, finally. Hogan leaves victorious. Okay. Oh. Bit of background on this. Okay. So, what was supposed to happen is the two of them were supposed to have a couple of matches. They were going to trade wins. So I don't know if it was just a two-match series, a three-match series, whatever, but they were supposed to have a few of these. Yep. Um, Hogan then cited injuries with his back. Oh, okay. And said, it's going to have to be a one-and-done thing, brother. Which one was he supposed to win? SummerSlam. Oh. Michaels was furious. Oh, dear. Absolutely furious. So... Hogan is known to be a world-class politician right. backstage in terms of getting exactly what he wants and goes like, oh, no, no, brother, I think if we do this, it'd be good for you. I try and make it look like it's good for you, but it's good right, for him. Right, okay. And he just said, oh, because of my back, I can only do the one shot. Oh, who's supposed to win the first shot? Oh, me? Oh, okay, fine, it's me. Right, cool. And Michaels is convinced that it was just because he didn't want to do the job at a mm, later date. Okay. So Michaels went, okay, I'm going to make this the shittest match I possibly can. Oh. So Michaels went out there with the intention of going, I'm just going to make this look like a farce. So you'll win, but it'll be a mockery. Oh. So basically, HBK threw all the toys out the pram. Oh, so stupid. Because the real thing that's being affected here is the fans. Yeah. Because granted, I know you, I'm not saying you shouldn't have personal pride in what you do. And I side with Michaels insofar as I'm pretty certain Hogan just did this because he just wanted to not lose at a later date yeah argue just say well I'm not doing the match at all then yeah I just the whole thing is stupid because yeah like you say the only people left disappointed are the people watching so actually that could have been a decent match but because of all the shite overselling it just looks awful it's so bad. So, like I said, for me, this match had a lot of meaning back in the day. Oh, I was yeah, so yeah. excited for it. And I left so disappointed. Because I remember at the start, because I, even though I was aware that it was all a, a put-on, I didn't yeah. know anything really from the backstage side of things. And when I saw Hogan hitting Michaels, and Michaels really, I was like, I was like oh, shit, Hogan. Yeah. Hogan's good. And then it carried on. I went, something's not right here. Yeah. And then I cottoned on quite early. Then I just felt like, again, I'd been robbed. Yeah, like you're cheated out of actually... Because there'd be a lot of people that would think the same as you. Like, yeah. here's two people that I grew up, you know, grew up watching. But it's horseshit. Yes, horseshit is the, the correct descriptive word for it. Um, but that, well, I say that brings us to the end of the show. Not quite, because Sean comes back into the ring, shoves oh, yeah. Hogan... And then Hogan looks like, we're going to go again, brother? What are we doing? Yeah. Sean says, I needed to know for me. Mm. Which, why would you do that bit if you've just fucked around with all the rest of it? Because it makes, again, it's... The tantrum you had looks even dumber for the fact that you've now come out and said that. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what he was told to say. I don't think he's done that off his own back. And then they shake hands. I would love to know what was being said at this point. Well, that, all you could see is Michael say was, I had to do it. I had to know for me. Yeah, but Hogan is like actually proper. I think Hogan's kind of, yeah, kind of saying like, what like, the fuck was all that? What the fuck was that about? Yeah. Sean just says the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Because you I don't... think they're focusing on him saying that. But I would love to actually have heard or been able to lip read what Hogan is saying. And to, to be fair, there might be some some sort of dirt sheet that would tell you. Yeah, or true. some interview that Hogan's come out with and said and exactly what said. happened there. And I'm sure Hogan would 
differ to the series of events that said like oh Michaels just didn't want to do business yeah rather than him saying well yeah I couldn't do it because of my back and it's just a, it's a farce but yeah hated the match it was it's just a sad way to end it really really was wasn't it yeah because actually you know what some of the matches were okay some were better than okay but as a whole I quite enjoyed this pay-per-view yeah because there was a lot in it it wasn't too long for me no. this is my attention is fine when it was this length because I think it was was it just shy of three hours two hours 52 yeah. something like that and I was like, like that. that was fine and then it finished like this and I was like it kind of left me a bit like oh and it didn't feel like there was a filler match no like there was there were people in matches that weren't of high calibre yes. like you'd say Eugene, like Eugene as much and, as we but then you had Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle like, to upset that Orlando yeah. Jordan but you had Chris Benoit for all of 20 seconds yeah Jericho, Cena, Orton, yeah. Undertaker, like, Batista. There was a lot in it. Just that last match was. Do you know what? I actually would have been happier if they'd have swapped. Obviously, having seen them in hindsight, swapped the Batista match and put that at the end, because that for me was more slightly more entertaining than this one. You couldn't finish. Obviously, you wouldn't you, know that at the time. But there's no. Yeah, I agree. The, there's the no are. way. But having watched it. If you were putting like a putting this back together, it's already been done. It's already been recorded. Yeah. Now you've seen it, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a shit way to end it. But there's obviously no other way to end it because of the people and who they are. It's yep. just a shame. That but there was no. Ah, uh, well, my favourite match there was because one really good match is Eddie and yeah. Ray. So that yeah. would have been my favourite match of the night. Yeah. You couldn't end the show True. on that. No. no. Um, so if you had to end it with one of the world title matches, I'd probably do Cena. Yeah. and Jericho in hindsight yeah. if I had to but again for me as I've mentioned before I really do not like it when world title matches are not the main event of the show except for exceptional circumstances like in theory this should this would is have one been of them. Yeah. so I had no issue with this going on last yeah. Um, but yeah overall I mean you, you mentioned it to a certain extent how did you feel about this show if you're looking at the overall package you can't just cherry pick certain things what, what are you giving it out you of know, as a whole Ten. Oh, God, that's a hard one. I'd probably say a seven. I was going to land on seven as well. Mm. If it hadn't been for some of the shithousery that we saw in there, it'd probably push an eight. Yeah. I quite enjoyed a lot of things on it. When we break, It's funny, because when we break it down and talk about it, I will pick out a lot of the negative things that I, I didn't like, yada, yada. However, when, um, when I think of it as a whole, I was like, I actually enjoyed it, though. But then it's easier to focus on the negative than it is the positive, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I think that's just a but statement of what people are like, aren't yeah. they? You always kind of look for... But I think also for me, it was I enjoyed it because it wasn't four hours long. Yeah, I believe SummerSlam 16, I had to break that up into about four segments when slog. I watched that. Um, and the content of some of the matches was pretty good. It's just, yeah. it was unrelenting. So when yeah. we do touch upon... Right, I keep saying touch upon. Like it's like my go-to phrase for some reason. When we get to like reviewing WrestleManias and stuff like that, it'll be interesting to see yeah. how we cope with that. We must have a way to kind of break it down so it's not just yes monster show after monster for show. Sure. But yeah, that kind of brings us to the yeah. end of uh, SummerSlam 2005. I think I'd agree with you. I'd put it probably about a seven, which I didn't think I'd say going into it. But no. the main event was at least a minus six for me. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because you think the main event would dictate how you overfelt. You would, wouldn't you? But actually, the other matches made yeah. made it. 
And a lot of them, when we finished, they were like, even the Batista JBL match, I was like, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Had it dragged on and done other stuff, then no. But yeah, it worked. They they kind of used, for the most part, what they had well. And if Michaels and Hogan had managed to sort their childish shit out beforehand, it probably would have been even better. Yeah. I guess that means that we just move on now to the usual bits of business in in the socials, uh, Holly, which I'll leave to We do. So yeah, if, if anyone has any more recommendations of what we can watch ping them over via email to wintwicepod at gmail.com um the instagram that instagram all right grandma <laughs> uh is wintwicepod um we've, we've got tiktok we've got youtube, YouTube. wintwicepod oh gosh this yeah. is, who are we a couple of the videos seem to have done quite well on youtube we had a couple of the short clips go over 2000 views which is nice so yeah but uh, again it's nice to hear the feedback on it don't get me wrong we enjoy doing this regardless but happy to have involvement um, from others with suggestions of shows etc going forward so I think the next show not settled upon it yet but I believe it's back to my choice is it now it is I'll have a think and uh, we'll we'll release that uh, hopefully before before new year yep Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you've enjoyed uh, episode six of the Winterwise Wrestling Podcast. Uh, on behalf of both myself and Holly, we will see you at episode seven. Bye. Bye. Bye.